do consider speeding up with settings to consume this content in a fraction of the time. What's up, buddies? This is Mike. And I'm Keith. And Marcelo. And I'm Paige. Welcome to another episode of Newbie Dice Podcast. This is episode number seven. And we're going to talk about the various types of lists and how they perform at the US Masters. So we have Mike Rossi here coming in from the Northeast. And he played one of nine, eight or nine dwarves at the US Masters. I knew it was nine, but I was looking at the list. I only saw eight, so maybe one player dropped, but it yeah, doesn't matter whether a, it's eight or nine. Yeah, it was a last-minute substitution. Somebody dropped, and a dwarf player filled his place to make nine. All right. So, yeah. So it's nine. And we do have Keith, who's the infamous elves player. <laughs> For better or worse, he's the yeah. Most well-known Elves player, and he did take Elves to the US Masters. And we have Marcelo, who took an army that's very dear to my heart, which is Order of the Green Lady. You can see from my background image over here, that's my Order of the Green Lady army. And he did very well at Masters too, so we'll like, and that's representing Alpha Strike, while Elves are representing the shooting lists. So without further ado, let me just get the screen ready. And yeah, let's go through this. Grind, shooting, and alpha strike lists at the US Masters 2023. Oh, nice graphic. Uh-huh. Thank you. So let's start off with introductions. Mike, you're from the Unplugged Radio Podcast crew. So do yeah. give us a quick introduction about yourself. Sure. I've been playing Kings of War since Warhammer imploded. Before that, I've been playing, you know, I started playing Warhammer Fantasy back in 1995. And I've been playing mostly dwarves as my Kings of War army of choice. I dabble in other armies every once in a while, you know, like, uh, Ogres and Trident Realms this year, a couple other, couple other ones previously, but dwarves is my main, it's my main axe. So, you know, I've been, right. Yeah. And so I've been, I've been to every Masters and I've taken dwarves to every Masters so far. Awesome. That's one of the reasons why I invited you too. You have been staying true and faithful to dwarves. <laughs> so you can feel the iterations and the various clash packs and how it affects your army as dwarves. Yeah. All right. With that, we have Marcelo. Do introduce yourself. Like Mike, I'm also a war having I'm a fantasy refugee. I actually started playing that game in Australia before 2000. I was playing primarily Bretonian, so even then it was Alpha Strike. Mm-hmm. Elves was ranked number one in the Australian ranking for a number of years. I represented Australia in the European 10 Championships for Warhammer Fantasy. So I always liked to make sure I had beautiful models to play with, which meant that I didn't always paint them myself, mm-hmm. and, but I always play very competitively, and I enjoy... I've always enjoyed the gaming aspect a little bit more than the hobby aspect, although I do love painting miniatures as well. Awesome. And I did see you win second in paint at the US Masters with the army you painted all by yourself. No, so that I'm going to hand over to Kat Roya, who mm. is the one that painted over half that army. Ah. So I will not keep that flag because I don't feel like I deserve it. Right. 
So have you been playing out of the Green Lady or rather Brotherhood since you came over to Kings of War? Yeah, I've been playing Kings of War for about two and a half to three years, roughly. Oh. And I've played Brother Mark almost exclusively. My last two masters were with Brother Mark. Mm -hmm. And I only started playing Order of the Green Lady in March this year. I had Jeff Trash, who, like myself, is a battle pilgrim. It mm -hmm. is a club that we started back in Australia many years ago. And mm -hmm. Jeff Trash came from Australia to, to participate in the pilgrimage, which mm -hmm. is a Philadelphia tournament that we run early March. And Jeff is, you know, a buddy and a friend that I played for many years. And he said to me, look, you know, if you want to play competitively, you got to leave brother Mark on the side and you got to play with Green Lady. And he's <laughs> like an army to get you started. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he gave me my first Green Lady and I've done many iterations and many changes since then. But the thinking of, you know, how to play more competitively with a better list, you know, it's a stronger list. Green Lady is a much stronger list than Brother mm -hmm. Mark. Uh, and and I haven't enjoyed it for the months that I've been running it. Right. You said you have only been playing Kings of War for about three years. So what happened in that gap between Warhammer imploding and you taking up Kings of War? I moved countries. I <laughs> left Australia and I moved to Philadelphia in the US about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was playing 40K and War Machine mm -hmm. and... And I didn't really know that Kings of War existed. I didn't know there was an alternative to Warhammer Fantasy until right. about three years. Right. Who introduced you to Kings of War? Some players here in the PA region. I, we were going to a gaming store. And mm. in this gaming store, we were playing other things. We were playing War Machine and, and other games. Mm. And I came across somebody who said, you know, there is an alternative to Warhammer Fantasy. And I've always loved Rank and File. And I thought, oh, wow. And, you know, I really truly believe that war, that Kings of War is a better game than Warhammer Fantasy ever was. Yeah. So I that's... love the gaming system. I love the, you know, I, I used to play chess competitively and the concept mm -hmm. of having something that's easy to learn but has a lot of depth and it's hard to master, mm -hmm. you know, that's Kings of War. So I love yeah. it. Definitely, definitely. So welcome. Welcome to the Kings Thank of you. War community. And great that someone's carrying the Kings of War flag out there, recruiting mm -hmm. newer players. And Marcelo is uh, doing quite well at the US Masters right now. <laughs> so next up, we have the infamous Keith. That's <laughs> you don't need an introduction, but let's do it anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm infamous because I got Oops. really, really drunk when third dropped. <laughs> I complained about elves. Other than that, I'm... I'm generally un, un, uneventful. I've been playing Kings of War since the transfer, played Warhammer maybe five or six years before that, played at seven of the eight U.S. Masters I've been to. I played Elves, and I hit the one year after third dropped. I, I, I defected to Kingdoms of Men for a minute and just brought War Machines instead of an army, so decided to feel bad about myself. But I mostly played Elves except for some online forays into Kings of Men and Green Lady. Green Lady, yeah. We had a Green Lady off on Call to Arms one on the year of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So you have been playing a lot of elves, right? Elves Why elves? Time, yeah. You know, they're very predictable. You know, you, you, you get closer to your average when you get a reroll dice. 
elite makes bad rolls closer to average and good rolls great sometimes. So mm. it's I, I always like the elite army look, even back in the Warhammer days. Right. Uh, I think shooting is a is, it gives you a lot of advantages being able to control the board with some range threats. And I don't I'm not smart enough to understand what a corkscrew is. So <laughs> I don't have to use it in an army <laughs> that shoots. So right. So just a quick one about myself. I did start Warhammer 8th edition in 2012. Played it for a year, didn't like it. So yeah, my Singapore, they just started going to ETC. So they're playing with ETC rules. And I played for one year, didn't like it. It was Lizardman. So I was pretty good for being a newbie, but I didn't like it. So I went into War Machine, dabbled in that for three years. And that was when Kings of War as no Warhammer exploded and then War Machine also came out with its third edition, which I started to feel a little burnt out by the game because it is a quite a gotcha game. You have to remember all the rules of all of your opponent. Oh, he gets plus two inches on the charge, and that's the difference between winning and losing, whether you remember he has that ability. Right. So so that's when I already heard of Kings of War. I had a demo game in and that's where I went back into Kings of War and has been playing since 2015 or 16. So that's about six or seven years already. Yeah. So with that, let's move on to our list. Let's go to hobby updates first. Right. Let me just scratch that out. Yeah. I'm not master site. That's <laughs> that was that used to be oh, you asked Adam Ballard. I, I just changed fine. the template. That's fine. You asked him first. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Anyone's doing any hobby lately, Mike? If anyone listens to the Unplugged Radio, they know that I'm I'm pretty weak when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to hobby stuff. I am working on a new. I'm actually working on a new army. I have a, a bunch of 3D printed sculpts that I'm doing right now. Just a couple of Forest Shambler units that I'm putting together. With the idea being that I'm going to do a lot of elemental units over the course of this year because a lot of armies have those as components of their list, right? And so if I was to build a Forces of Nature army, essentially what I'm doing is I'm building the first thousand points of Elves, Sylvankin. You know, you go through the list of other armies that use those because I'm getting kind of burnt out on Dwarves, especially after the Masters, and we'll talk about it today. I think there is some... At least the way that I play them, I think that there's some serious problems with the list, right? Hmm, I know that okay. they're good, and I, but you know, it's a, it's a real issue. So, right, Marcelo, what about yourself? I'm been getting into firefight lately, so I've been putting together a GCPS firefight list. Hmm. Uh, been really enjoying the game. I normally put the models together. I don't have enough time to paint them, so I give them to Cat Royer to paint the models for me. Mm-hmm. And as I'm adding units to my to my Kings of War army, then they're also sitting on Cat's desk. Mm, so, right. but personally, I put together my GCPS models, which I've been enjoying. Awesome, yeah. The Marines are newer sculpt, so they're quite crisp. Mm-hmm. All right, what about Keith? I'm still working on making my elves into a fully mantic army. I have. Regiment. I have the the formation in Mantic Dracons. I'm I've put together with some kit bashing eight mm-hmm. more Dracons for the two for two hordes that I like to play with. So slowly moving 
towards a fully made takeout farming. So that's that's mostly what I'm working on. So you'll be like in the same color scheme and all. You're just slowly yeah, converting like unit by like unit. A, a, yeah, like I have a pan elven world. I'll have way too many Dracon units, but they'll all be different models, but similarly based. Mm. Um, in case I ever want to put eight thousand points on the table or something stupid like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm working on goblins, mantic goblins. So I've been trying to do mantic armies going forward, right? Just to support. So these are some of the older troll scouts. Those are cool. Yep. So yeah, taking part in Rockfinus Counter Charge Slow Grow Challenge. And there's one by Blackjack Legacy as well. So I'm just submitting the same paint jobs for both challenges. All right, with that, let's move on to our lists. So Rob, the granddaddy of Kings of War podcast content, has been churning lots of Masters coverage. So I thought that I'll just supplement that with a bit more tactical coverage and insights with our three esteemed guests over here. We have Mike with his Grindy Dwarf lists, and we have Marcelo with, oops, type spelling error over there. And we have Marcelo with the Alpha Strike Green Lady list, and we have Keith with his Elves list. So we'll we're gonna go down player by player because I thought as a listener it would be easier to follow if we just follow one player through his entire master's run before moving to the next. Okay. Right. If you're following on video, you get to see the lists on screen. It's a little bit easier to follow. So let's sure. start off with Mike. Let's talk about your lists. First, okay, so your list, would you like to read off your list, Mike? Yeah, sure. So I had uh, two regiments of Iron Guard. They're the defense six, hitting on threes unit, both with throwing mastiffs. Three sharpshooter troops, a mastiff hunting pack with throwing mastiffs, dogs to shoot dogs is the way to go. Gallic's Fury to hold the line together. A flame priest with the diadem of dragon kind and the upgrade. So essentially he, for 110 points, has Fireball 16. So he hits like a Flame Belcher, but doesn't suffer from a lot of the problems that War Machines have. I stole that idea from Greg Person. He is, yeah, I steal a lot of ideas from him. And that dude was money in some of the matchups. He was great. Favorite Iron, favorite Ironheart, because he's fantastic. Two Dwarf Lords on Large Beast. One with the Towering, the Orb of Towering Presence to give him unit strength two. One with the Trickster's Wand. I found that with height four, it's very hard for enemy mages to hide, and that range makes it so you can kind of pick them out and, and stick it to them pretty good. I also took the formation, so that comes with two regiments of bulwarkers with throwing mastiffs, an ironclad horde. I gave him the hammer of measured force. Both of those, or all three of those units have mastiffs. melee three. Oh, yeah. Well, three. they have melee three, right? And that's that's one of the things the formation gives you. And then the standard bear gives them all elite. Mm-hmm. He has a, a range of, you know, an aura of elite for, for infantry. So it's 15 units, 13 of them score, 25 unit strength. It's very similar to what I took last year to the Masters. And I think I was one of the first, not one of the first, but in reaction to Glade Stalkers, I was like, fine, defense six. I'm going to throw dogs at you. What are you going to do? Right. That, it, it, given the limitations of what dwarves can do, that seemed like the best way to go. A couple of things to note there were eight, originally there were eight, eventually there were nine dwarf lists at Masters mm-hmm. this year. I think that some of the minor changes that were made to the way the formation works and the the cost reduction on the dwarf lord on large beast, 
made it so they were a good option, especially in a shooting heavy meta. At least that was the thought. The downside is that I didn't, um, I'm going to write an article about this for Dash 28, but I did an analysis of the dwarf lists that were brought, the original eight. Six of those eight lists had the same 2,050 points. So every single list, except for the last unit or two, was a cookie cutter of the next list over. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. That speaks to a problem with the internal balance of the dwarf list, right? And when you have Glade Stalkers and a lot of shooting, there's really no reason to take there's no reason to take Berserkers. There's no reason to take Brocks. They're going to get shot off. Dash 18, you know, TC1. It's just, it's not enough. I know the dash is nice, but you see him on the table. Lick, you know, Keith is licking his lips going, oh, three points, three points for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, good matchups. Anybody that wants to come out and fight, but not too much. Bad matchups. I would, tongue in cheek, I would say anybody faster, but everybody's faster. A real bad matchup is, a, is an army that doesn't have to commit. Right, it doesn't have to commit. It has a lot of flying units. It can really pick me off. Defense six, you pay a lot for the for the difference between defense five to defense six. I don't think you get the utility. I don't think you get the value. And in some ways, I'd rather have defense five and another four or five points of nerve. Mm-hmm. You know, boogeyman lists are the same. As, yes, or be slightly faster. Why are halflings faster than me? Right, <laughs> boogeyman lists. I don't know, man. I mean, this year everybody talked about Radigan's eight hordes of this, seven hordes of Alohi. Anything I think that spams is tough for dwarves if it skews on, you know, skews on the right thing. Right. You know, if the problem the problem is pressure. We're going to talk about that when I talk about my games, right? Is is where the good matchups are, where the bad matchups are. And I think the dwarf list has a tough time projecting threat after turn two. You know, right. at least the at least the way that I play. So well, anyone, if you have any questions or things to chime in on, feel free to do so. For me, I think the most interesting part about your list is that Flame Priest with Diadem. So it's good to hear that it's been working for you. And in terms of applying pressure for the Dwarves, I think the units that apply the most pressure is the Sharpshooter sharpshooter Troops, right? Right. If they cannot withstand being shot by Sharpshooters round after round, they would have to come forward to engage. I did face that against Alex Chavez, in the same master's list, he had four yep. troops of sharpshooters. And yeah, I faced that with goblins in the Explorers UB tournament. Right. And so my goblins have a lower range shooting overall compared to his 36 inch. So I had to come forward because he, if not, he would, he would shoot off my slasher and all that. So I had to push forward. So yeah, I think the main pressure applicator for Dwarves are the sharpshooter troops, and they're just so good, right? That's why there's no reason to take anything else because they shoot from yeah. far away. They have piercing too. They score, and that's everything's and money it, there. Yeah, and they're more consistent than a cannon, right? I mean, you'll you'll find it like a cannon will have hot hot rounds, but a sharpshooter troop because it's five shots sitting on fours. You're gonna do one or two wounds every turn, and if I have a couple of them, I'm just by turn two, I'm putting real pressure on a big unit, right? Yeah. Right. And so and what you'll stealthy. find is that Sorry. yeah, stealthy kind of sucks, but against stealth- cannons though, it ruins them. Yeah. And stealthy can sharpshooters you manage. That's right. Okay. So I'll do one and a half wounds instead of two. We're mm. we're fine here. You know, it's not a big deal. I do find that the way that the way that the list works, having run it a bunch a boatload of times, is the sharpshooters will 
put long range pressure on. And so right from the beginning, I picked the biggest thing out there, the big scary thing that I that I can see. Your height four, man, frost fan cavalry hate that, right? I can take anything that's height four and just start plinking away at it, right? Yep. By the second turn, I'm going to remove your big thing, mm-hmm. right? If you don't come forward or mm-hmm. if you don't hide them in cover or whatever. The second thing though, after that is the next round. And when you move up to advance, I usually will take three or four units with the with the master pass, right? right? And they're all next to each other. So I'm going to take the middle of your line and I'm going to blow a hole in it, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to to put 32 bark barks at you, and I'm going to remove two units by the time we by the time we the lines clash, right? If I don't get that to work, I'm screwed, right? Because the army doesn't have enough. Like you're going to charge in, you're going to pick a couple of my units off. I'm going to counter charge, but I'm I'm fighting down now, Mm -hmm. right? And that's that's the problem with the list is you're going to get the charge off on my entire line mm-hmm. and defense six sounds great. And yeah, I'll, I'll take the punch, but nothing in my army has crush one. Mm-hmm. All of the units that have defense six don't have crush. Mm-hmm. All the units that have defense five don't have crush. If I'm a crush one on a unit, it's it's shield breakers and their defense four, mm-hmm. and you'll just shoot them off. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that is the real problem with, with running the list. And I'm tired of having that problem, which is why I'm painting up something else. Right. Right. Anyway, yeah, but like the, I said, the, we'll talk about it as the game goes on, right? The useful infantry do not have lots of killing power, say for your ironclad horde with hammer of measured force because they're hitting right. on trees with elite in the formation and then they're wounding on four, so you're taking dueling eight nine wounds consistently, yeah. Yeah, that right. is if they survive because as a horde uh, frontage, they can get multi charged easily, so you'll have to depend on your support pieces like the. The large beast with the dwarf lord and Faber and Hart and even Gorlock's Fury itself to add that additional punch. Right. Yeah. With that, let's go in through your individual matchup. So we're just gonna do an executive summary of each sure. matchup. First is a dwarf mirror match against Joseph Borghese. And yep. he doesn't have the formation. So I is he one of the lists that is significantly different? So because... no, no, oddly enough, because because he still took the you know he took yeah. the Iron Guard, etc. Right, and so his he actually took something very similar to what I took the previous year, where mm-hmm. it was all Iron Guard. I skewed away from taking the formation. I got smarter since then, um, uh-huh. but you know just just in terms of being able to have a little bit of board presence and decide where you die. But the key the key in this game. And this was actually streamed. So if anybody, you know, really wants to yeah. see what's going on, you know, you can go watch the stream. But the key on this was we were playing Rays. And so the way the board was set up on, I have to get to his side of the board to get the tokens. And the two that there are, there are two that I need to get on the right side and one on the left side. Mm. And then on his side, you know, when he's trying to get to two on my left side and one on my right side. He's so it's, it's, is it opposite? The two tokens oh, oh. are deposited on? On the same side or on the opposite side? They're on op- they're on opposite side of each other, right? right? So that's my I'm heavily weighted to the right, he's heavily weighted to the left. He starts setting up and he sets up all of his iron guard on the left-hand side. He's gonna with Gallic and another steel behemoth. He's gonna charge up, he's gonna kill all my stuff, and he's gonna own that part of the board. Mm. So I take all my sharpshooters. Once he puts Gallic down, I take all my sharpshooters and I put them in a spot where I can see Gallic. Mm. And then over the course of the game. I shoot Gallic every single opportunity I get until Gallic goes down. And mm. all of a sudden he loses the iron resolve aura in the middle and he loses a, his, uh, his leadership in the middle. Mm. Inspiring. Right? right. And so at that point, 
when the lines clash, I'm actually able to do some tricky stuff with my Gallic Fury and, you know, remove a couple units. On the right-hand side, I run up the king and Faber and the other king, right? And mm-hmm. I run them up, and they're just running around being jerks, right? <laughs> and actually, in the in in anybody that's actually watching the podcast, right now you can see the picture. At the end of turn three, my king on large beast had charged all the way across the field and was punching his sharpshooters in the face, this right, is- in the middle mm-hmm. of the board. Yep. And so at that point, Joe's looking down and going, Rossi, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I think I made a mistake here. And at one point, so the other thing that I that I think this is an important point to make, when I was playing Joe, yeah, we were like, oh, my God, we're going to be on stream. Who wants to see this? This is ridiculous, right? And so we were kind of commiserating over it. And he said, man, I'm kind of nervous because I don't want anyone to see me make any mistakes on, 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 on the screen. I said, don't mm. worry about it. All they're going to see is me making mistakes. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right. There's mm-hmm. 15 people are going to watch. One's your mom. Nobody cares. Right. <laughs> but at one point though, so if you take a look, he had the, the one token that I'm trying to get on the left side of his field on the left side of the table, he's moving up and I have a King on large beast in the middle. This was at the end of turn two. And he moves a unit of iron guard forward more than three inches away from that token. Mm-hmm. And I go, Joe, 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 Joe. And I point at the token. Right. And he goes, what? I go, Joe. And I point at my king on large beast and I point at the token. He goes, oh, 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 oh. Right. And he backs up and he turns. He goes, oh, thanks, Rossi. No problem. I said, don't worry about it. Just stay in the game. Don't worry about it. We're on, you know, because he's still like, oh, my God. He's getting stream. butterflies in his tummy for being right? on stream. Yeah. Right. But I was like, don't worry about it, man. Just this is because I played the Masters games the same way I play any any game at any tournament. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. don't do that. It's stupid, right. Be better. And then there's another spot like down where during the scrum. One of the nice things about Golic is he's high five. And we were playing with withdraw at the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And so at one point, he's like, I'm going to move in here, and I'm going to take this other unit iron guard. I'm going to flank one of your units. And, and that would have given me a rear charge with Golic the next turn. I said, Joe, we're playing with withdraw. I'm going to pull out, and I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to make your, I'm going to make you sad. And he goes, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. And he switched, switched some stuff around. like, But it was important for me to have those moments with Joe, because I love Joe. Right? I played mm-hmm. him at other events. And be like, don't don't let me do this to you, dude. He goes, oh yeah, we're playing with withdrawal. I'm sorry, I forgot because he's been playing in up in the Northeast and the mid mid Atlantic. Based on the tournament you go to, sometimes we play with it, sometimes you don't, mm-hmm. right? So I just had to you know had to remind him like this is what's going on here, right? And it's funny because Keith was playing at the table next to me, and I didn't want to bother him. But I'm like, we're playing with withdrawal, right? And he's like, yes, we are, Mike. Just stop <laughs> being so loud. I was like, okay, no problem, right? Went back to my game. <laughs> but the key to this game was the orb of towering presence on the king on large beast on the right hand right. side um he murdered a bunch of stuff and he was he raised the two tokens on the left he had a he had a, a fancy breakthrough on the right and he ended up so he raises all those tokens i raise all the ones on his side of the table and my king now my king with the two unit strength runs over to the middle and just stands on it and he right. can't get more than one unit strength over there to fight me and so i ended up winning the game right by one. so you're just delaying right. him on the left so that you could hold the middle that's right. exactly it, right? That's exactly it. Just throwing stuff in the way, and I'm like, eh, no big deal. So right. I, I imagine it'd be a pillow fight with all the defense six and no crushing slapping at each other. Right? But the interesting <laughs> thing is that, so the king on large beast is, I think, appropriately costed now. Yes, it's mm. defense six. Yes, it's 15, 17 nerve. But it has TC two and crush one and seven attacks on three. So like, it does two wounds after the first round of combat. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if it, if it's hindered, it's screwed. And if it gets punched in the face, it's screwed. Right. right. So the only thing that does damage was Golic 
and my hoard of stuff with the yeah with the hammer but he was smart he stayed away from that i put it down on the slightly like offset to the right and he put all his shit in the left you know so in terms of grind this was an interesting thing to your point about the pillow fight there wasn't a lot of stuff like we both lost about 15 12 to 1500 points of crap Mm -hmm. right by the end of the game it was kind of bloody you know um but mostly you yeah, keep, you keep talking about not having enough, not having any crushing strength. So why is it that you don't put brewer strength on the list? Why is that missing? Right. So what essentially you're doing when you put the brewer strength on a list on a unit, let's say that has movement mm. four, is mm. I'm going to get hit. You're going to do five wounds to me. Let's say I'm going to hit you back. I have twelve attacks hitting on threes. I hit you eight times and I have crush one. So I'll do four wounds to something with defense five. You're going to hit me back. And now I'm in trouble. Now I'm in that wavery spot. I'm going to hit you back and do four wounds. And then you're going to pick the unit up. Yeah. Basically, the regiments only having 12 attacks aren't worth putting any items on. But Rossi did put Hammer of Measured Force on the Ironclad Horde. That's probably the only unit that is worth putting an item on. So the Hammer works because it will do extra against Defense 6. And yeah, against and defense five, yeah. four or less, I don't think you're very worried because your you know, without it. crush can still take them out. Your mastiffs would right. massively hurt them. So yeah, right. I can see that instead of a uh, hammer of measured force, growth strength might work. A uh, hammer of measured force is uh, better in some situations and it's cheaper. It depends, and right? It's, it's, it's just not worth it on the, the, the regiments, right? No, I don't think so. And so the, the, the other mm-hmm. thing is the ironclad horde and Keith will appreciate this. I've never, I've never used an army with elite that has that many attacks. So I'm like, oh, 25 attacks and hit you on threes. Boom. I'll pick up the, take these two twos out of here. Reroll all these ones. Is this what elves are like? Yes. Oh, this is so <laughs> yes. easy. Yes, right. 25 attacks. I hit you 20 times <laughs> and I'm going to wound you on fours. Eat it. Elves right? are amazing when you don't roll twos. So it's like, wow. Right? It's like almost everything hits. But it's, but it's not fair because the unit, the unit I'm running has 21, has 22, 24 with defense five. Yeah. Right. Palace guard would give their, you know, their left arms for defense five. Right. Of course, then they wouldn't be elite. It'd be very sad watching them try to throw their pikes <laughs> around. Right. But anything, right. anyway, so the game was great. Joe's fantastic. And the way that this was the way that this worked, it was very grindy to your point. Right. Yeah. You know, we both lost the same amount of stuff. It was, if I didn't have the orb, I could have run. I had one unit of sharpshooters that could have run to the middle as well to take the spot by the end of the game. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of mine. Looking at this picture, you're ironclad was very close to the center. So if it makes it to the center, I guess it's very hard to move. Yeah. So the, uh, I made a mistake with that. So I actually had it set up in a spot where his sharpshooters in the middle could see it. And so he put a couple wounds on it. I was like, ah, oh, I blew that. And so he kept plinking wounds on it. I ended up having about nine or 10 wounds when I finally killed the sharpshooters. I'm moving the horde into the middle and he, redirected he had one massive pack that he still that he threw at it and then his remaining steel behemoth just shot, shot me every turn until i picked the until i picked the horde up and at that right. point i'm like ah oh, you kidding me so that was stupid play on my part right yeah but anyway yeah. so that was game one right i know we're I, supposed to be talking faster than that but yeah we'll know. go faster from the next game onwards but i did Realized I did not read off Joe's list, so I'm just yeah. going to read it off very quickly. Four Iron Guard regiments with Mastiffs, three Sharpshooter troops, Brock Rider regiments with Jesse's J-Boots, right? Godox Fury and an additional Vanilla Steel Behemoth, Faber Ironheart, and two Dwarf Lord on Large Beasts. So with that, let's go 
So you won this game 15 to 6. I did. Raise, right? Round two yep. is control. And you're up against Jeff O'Neill's Goblins. All right. And his list, six Hordes of Rebel, <laughs> one of them with the Wobble, three Regiments of Spitters, one with the Fire Oil, which does nothing because you have no regeneration, three mm-hmm. Big Rocks Troll, three Sharpstick Trolls, three Wingets, the shooting one, Grony Snark, two Bangits, one comes with Mindfog 2, the other one comes with Windblast 6, and three Wizards, they are each equipped, one with Conjuring Staff, one with Boomstick, and the other one has Alchemist Curse 2. He comes up to a total of 24 units, 12 of them score, and 27 unit strength. So, what happened? So, so Joe set up, and he had, or Jeff set up, and on the left-hand side, he had put, I think he does this, I would imagine that he just has a standard deployment that he just does, mm. right? Where it doesn't matter, I could be a random, rando, faceless nobody on the other side of the table. He will do the thing he's going to do, right? Jeff, we ended up talking, he was a super nice guy, right? Like this, everything I say from now on is not an impugment on his character. <laughs> However, right? So on the left-hand side, he had set up a couple hordes. On the right-hand side, he had a couple hordes. And the middle, he had a couple hordes. He put some spitters and shit. None of that matters. He put three sharp stick throwers in the middle. And off to the, on the right side to like set about a third in was a building. On the right of that, he put... All three of the big rock throwers, all three of the wingets, Grony Snark, the two bangets, the three whizzes, because I had put an extra unit over there. Mm. Right. And so the game starts and I I'm going to control. So I move up and I'm shooting with the sharpshooters and I'm trying to do a little bit of damage. And I'm running forward with my kings on large beast because they move a whopping seven. Everybody else is like, we're going to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. And he just began to I'm going to point at this unit. And you're going to pick it up. And I said, no problem. I'll point this unit. You're going to pick it up. I'll point this unit. You're going to pick it up. And I'm running as fast as I can. And it was Pickett's Charge the entire time. And to be honest, to be honest, I think I played it wrong. I mean, the only winning move is not to play, right? But like, I'm trying to play control. He has way more setups than I do. So by the time I'm done setting up my stuff, he has the rabble down, which is set. Who cares? The spitters are down. Who cares? And he puts down the three sharp stick throwers in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I'm done. And then he goes, ah, I'll set everything over here and I'll move the wingets up and I'll kill everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And he murdered all my crap. He murdered all of it. It was a very negative play experience. I will put it. I will say it like that. I didn't have anything that could threaten besides the sharpshooters. Because by the time anyone else with dogs got close, they were dead. Right. right? They, it was it was demoralizing. Was right? he picking up almost... two units a turn? He was picking up one unit a turn in the beginning and two units a turn near the end. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, once I get into the... I know over on Countercharge, they're like, Rafanus's new favorite word is the kill box. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how to get out of the kill box. <laughs> right? I don't know how to... Because they move four. And, so once I'm in the middle where I need to be... And these tables have very little terrain. The terrain they're, pieces were very small. They were super bare compared uh, to right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the people at home can't see, but you're talking like unit. Okay, tiny. so the tiny. If you had put tiny. a horde in the flat terrain, you would not have gotten cover because the horde was more than 
it wasn't more than 50% into the terrain, even if it covered the terrain. Right. Right. So I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting a lot of help here and it was, it was empty in the middle. It was a sad state of affairs. So, right. you know, and it's once again, scenario and one of your worst too. like control is exactly what he wants to see. Right. And, and cause he's going to set up on the back line and shoot you. Mm-hmm. Right. I normally, I, I normally smash people at control. Right. Mm-hmm. But just, it was a, it was a non game. Right. I tried, I killed a couple things. Did, I, what did I you mur- kill? So I killed, I killed, if I remember correctly, the fireball guy murdered Grony. I killed a wing it. I killed two of the rabble hordes. I killed all, I killed a couple spitters. I got my king on large beast into the sharp stick throwers and started flipping those over. Right. Um, the mm-hmm. guy with the tricksters wand is like, well, one of you whizzes isn't going to kill me. And the other two are like, but we will. Ha ha. Right. So it was, uh, I, <laughs> after, 15, after, you make it sound like it was super one sided, but 15 six is a pretty small law. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it, it is because it starts from 14 seven, right? It starts so from 14 like, seven. Yeah. Right. That's so a very small draw. Right. So it's a very small loss. Yeah. It's a small loss. So at the end of the game, so he won. Now he he wasn't able to kill all the stuff on the left hand side, which was my saving grace, right? Yeah. I ended up losing. I ended up losing the scenario. I think four to three. Yeah. So it was close, right? Because I I would I had murdered a lot of his rabble and stuff on the left hand side, and so I had three of his. I had my middle and his two lefts, right? And then on the right hand side, he had that plus my plus my middle center, um, hmm. with the wingets, right? So at the end of the game, I had killed, he had killed like a 1100 points of crap and I, or 10,000 or a thousand points of stuff. And I had killed 650. So it was just, or like 550 or something like that. It was just before it would have gotten to a 16, five, right. Just before that. So I kind of scraped it up. Right. But it was, it was me playing, you know, I mean, I was tap dancing and I couldn't get anything to work, but the list is good. But to be honest, I don't think it matters who's on the other side of the table from Jeff. Jeff is a master at that. He knows what he's going to do. He's played it a thousand times. He sets up the same way. He does the same thing, right? I mean, I knew because I I feel that way. Like when I'm running dwarves and I'm like, I'm in control. I set this up. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to do this. That unit's going to die over there. I'm going to take that. Like I can call out what's going to happen. And he was doing the same thing to me. And I was like, I don't like how that feels. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> you you know? went for a medicine back. I did a little bit. I totally did. I'll be yeah. honest. Right. I, I did not care for it. No. Well, yeah, but, the but in the meantime, says you did a lot better than what you're thinking. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was, it was, it was tough. That being said, lovely dude. Right. Lovely dude. I, I, in all seriousness, I think that if, there's a couple things that they could do. I don't, and I don't know if the army needs to be fixed. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, did he win masters? No. So obviously the army's fine. Is it? You know, just in terms of like, I don't think I had any decisions to make over the course of the game. You know. Yeah, Jeff's goblins list is quite interesting because you did fight Cow later on, and his list is quite different. And even very the- different. The goblins list that I ran, which is similar to Steve Foster's, ours is a little bit more mixed arms, whereas he goes balls to the wall shooting. And yeah. especially in the triple big rocks and triple sharp sticks, because a lot of lists don't take as much of that now, but they are the 48-inch right. range war engines. Whereas if you fight 
other typical goblins list, it comes with trombones, which are shorter range, slashers, which are shorter range. So a lot of the goblins that you might see in general are much shorter in range. They have that 19-inch kill box as you... 17 to 19-inch kill box, right? The trombones right. move up 5 and right. breathes 12. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Jeff's is the perfect list to take on your list as well because his yeah. shooting outshoots, out outranges your sharpshooters as well. So sure. he's picking up units. But but you being dwarfs, you do have quite a high amount of defense, which is why he couldn't clear it out. So he has to decide from the get-go which which squares he's going to forego. That's why you are able to score on that side. And he just focuses all his firepower on taking out the the other two-thirds of the board. That's exactly it. Super smart, very efficient. I mean, just a master at work, right? Yeah. And a, it's, uh, a, 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 a question for Mike. This was small loss, really. 6-15 is not a yeah. huge loss. Yeah. Okay, so if you had been playing in a more standard size terrain table, because see, the tables were almost bare. Yeah. Now, what difference do you feel that would have made? I think it's funny. Like, I we don't have anybody that plays an, an, an army like Jeff's, or a lot of the armies in the Southeast have, are very mm-hmm. shooting heavy. And we don't have a lot of people up here, at least I think in the Mid Atlantic, too, that don't, we just don't run mm-hmm. a lot of that, right? There's a lot of like, I want to punch you in the mouth stuff. So I think that if I had 10 reps against Jeff's against Jeff's list on a table with more terrain, mm-hmm. I would have a much better understanding of how to set up and how to hide mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. to push, right? And how mm-hmm. to push, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what units to push with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I'm, I think that if the, ter- if the terrain was bigger, at least if I had mm-hmm. something to hide behind in the middle of the table, right, mm-hmm. I could have shielded myself a little bit to move a couple of my iron guard regiments that are unit strength three with defense six. I could have moved them up in such a way that maybe they could have crossed the board at the end in the center mm-hmm. and taken his middle, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, it was very open and the terrain was very small, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, so I think, I, but I think very well, frankly. Yeah. And it, all things considered, I think it did too. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it wasn't from, it wasn't from tactics on my part. I just I want to stress it again. It was it was one of those games where if he had rolled a little hotter, the number would be 16 five. Mm-hmm. Right. If he mm-hmm. had rolled a little colder, the number would have been 14 seven. Mm-hmm. I had no control over how what was going to happen. He was going to remove the units he was going to remove. He killed Golic in a turn. He killed Golic and the horde in one turn once I got close. Mm-hmm. Right. Those whizzes did work. And that's what th- 40 nerve worth of stuff. So he did like 28 wounds on things that are defense six and five in one turn. Mm-hmm. It was, it was great <laughs> if it didn't happen to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The so. challenge for playing Jeff's list is the deploying the war engines. You have to get good firing lanes. So you, yes. you have to understand where to place them so that you will be shooting all six rounds. And for the opponents, if you can, cleverly go around terrain that he couldn't see and you can yeah neuter some of that war engine shooting for a round or two that would really help so that's that would have helped and of course if there was like a forest in the center of the map then your forces being in it the big rocks would be hitting on sixes then they would do much less damage because was it the big rocks that dealt the bulk of the damage 
it was the I mean the big rocks are putting on pressure and the and the 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 sharp stick throws are putting on pressure. Mm-hmm. But the real problem was once I got close-ish, the wingets all fly over and go, hey, what's that? Right. And then the bangets all run over and go, hey, have some bangs. And the whizzes come over and they do some whizzes. And it was <laughs> like, just pick all that crap up because everything is 17, 18 yep. inch effective range. And then yep, I'm yep. like, okay, well, you're 12 inches away and I move eight. I'll get there in a minute. Oh, I'm dead. Right. Right. That being said, I can't take Jeff's list and just get a win. Right. It, I, I couldn't sit down with that list and get wins the way that he does. I mean, that is a dude who knows what the army does, has refined it and has stress tested it. Right. Right. Okay. But. Let's move on to the third game. Round three plunder. And this year versus Ryan Smith. He's taking Northern Alliance. He has yep. a hold. And this is before the 2023 update. So it's, the Human Clansman Horde with Defense 5, two Icekin Hunters troops. Icekin Hunters are like the Glade Stalker equivalent with Frozen right. Arrows. Icekin Hunters Regiment, Huskal Regiment with Elite, Snow Trolls Horde, Frost Fang Cavalry Horde with Haste, Snow Foxes in a Swarm, it's a regiment, I guess, and Ice Queen with Icy Breath 10 and Blizzard 2. Two lots of frost fangs, one with nine attacks and one with eight attack and blade of slashing. I guess he's five points short, and Shrim. Right. So it's a mixed arms list, but pretty elite because most of the units are pretty pricey. He's coming up to twelve units, eleven of them score just minus the ice queen and twenty-two unit strength. So you win this by a big margin, eighteen to three. Yeah. So one Ryan's. Army is gorgeous. He won player's choice at the event. It was amazing from the from the the 3D print sculpts all the way through to his painting. It was it was and this was display. It was gorgeous. And he rules, right? So it was it was fantastic getting to play. I've never actually played him on the table before. So the way that we set up, I I play against my 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 buddy Corey Wallizer, and he for a couple of years was running Varinger pretty heavy. So I have a pretty decent understanding of how to like kind of deal with this type of a list. Um so we're playing plunder, if I remember correctly, yes, and the plunder. two, yep, the two two point tokens are on the are on the right hand side, and the three one point tokens are in the middle on the left hand side. So a lot of fighting is going to happen on the right, right? Which, which I was like, I'm happy. With. I mean, he, yeah, you the know, I, are happy with that. <laughs> they have right? to stay together, but, right? But he's also happy with that because he can concentrate a lot of. He only has twelve units, so he can put a lot of his units into a small area and make a mess, right? Mm-hmm. And so I. Luckily went first. I run up with my King on large beast. I pick up one of the two point tokens and I'm staring down essentially a horde. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the, the human clansman horde and I'm also looking at the snow trolls. Well, the human clansman horde is on the, in the middle. He has Hrim looking at me and he has the regiment of Chris Carls. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, well, I'm going to give up the King and in exchange, you're going to come over here and you're going to have to kill him. So he moves up. And I'm actually looking at a, a picture of the game. So at one point, he had the chance or the, the opportunity to charge with Krim, the Snow Trolls, and the Huskarls into the king. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's doing the math. And he's like, do I put in Krim? Do I do this? Do I do that? And he opted to put in the Snow Trolls and the Huskarls into, into the king and have Krim come up behind and do icy breath on something, right? Mm-hmm. On the right-hand side, there's a hill. Right. And the only thing they can see over that hill 
I have King on Large Beast that can see over it, and he has his Frost Fang Cavalry that can see me. But I set my sharpshooters up over there, and I was just like, boom, 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 take a bunch of wounds. And so I ended up wavering them three times in a row, and he never got them into combat before I picked them up. Yay, it works, right? Which unit is that again? The the Frost Fang Cavalry Horse. Right, yeah. Right? They, they, so they're was, sad when they get wavered. Yeah, right. On the left-hand side, he has some foxes and some other, and, and, and some shooting and a Lord on Frost Fang. And so he's going to go over there and he's going to mess around and try to pick up some of the units. I have a couple, like I have a token force over there to fight him. The real fight happens in the right-hand side. And essentially what happens is he moves in with, he charges in with both those units, the, uh, the host Carl regiment and the trolls. And he rolls like hot garbage and he doesn't kill the King. Hmm. Oh, facing that scrum. I have the horde. Of you know the the horde of Iron Guard with the uh, with the defense with the hammer measure force. I have Gallic and I have a regiment of Iron Guard. So I countercharge and proceed to murder everything in the center of the table. Right. Right. He then uh, has the option. He has Frim and a couple other pieces that he's going to charge into countercharge. Right. His kids come over. I guess they went to the zoo. They come in the hall. They come over to watch. They come over to watch the game. Now his dice were absolute garbage in round two. He moves it with him, comes to picks up all his dice, proceeds to roll like oh, I got, I got uh, fifteen attacks. Oh look, a six with rim. That's eighteen attacks. Oh, sixteen times. That's weird, huh? Boom! I'm going to wound you fourteen times. Why don't you pick Gallic up? I'm like, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> so I. So he's like. He's like, kids, don't go anywhere, right? I'm like, seriously, don't go anywhere. Like your dad had no luck until you showed up. Just stay here, right? And so it came down, even though it's 18-3, it went back and forth and back and forth for the rest of the game. We were kind of scrumming back and forth. But I, at the end of the game, I had lost seven, 800 points, almost 1,000 points of stuff. He had lost 1,700 points of crap. Because what happened was he ended up losing the units in the middle Right. And every time he loses a unit, it's 300 points. Mm-hmm. Right. So I shot off the Frost Fang, put 300 points in my pocket. Right. At the end of the game, he had the horde of human clansmen in the middle left. And I think I killed and, and Hrim and I killed everything else. Right. Just because of the way the rest of the game went. Mm. Uh, so even though he had like a, a burst of luck and he was able to pick up some tokens, I killed the things and I took the tokens back and, you know, got a giant win. So. I do have a question. If you went yeah. first, you could have moved slightly less than 12 inches up, pick up the token, and he's and most of his things couldn't charge you because anything speed six and below couldn't charge because you're just out of 12 inches. Right. Did so you... no, so so let me so I was able to move up to threaten. Yeah, let me let me rephrase that. I moved up to threaten the token and mm. he moved up a little bit. And then I, you know, and that what that right. allows me to do if I if I charge forward with the king and pick it up. The other units can't reach mm. to help. So I had to move them up and then, you know, then I was able to lay the trap the way that I wanted. Right. So yeah, it was turn two when I charged four and I picked it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So, All right. Yep. So move on quickly. That's the end of turn one. So you have two wins and a loss. Yeah. I'm feeling one. strong. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling good. I was like, yeah, it's, it's working. Right. The list is working. Jeff O'Neill notwithstanding. I feel like I'm doing some good stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, and then round four, I wake up and I played Keith Monick and his shooty salamanders. He's yeah, also I'll just Southeast. quickly go through that list. Two hordes yep. of ceremonial guard with the effigy of fire. One has helm of confidence. That's because I think he only has two inspiring sources in this list. He has four regiments of corsairs. So these are the guys with piercing one 18 inch 
range mm-hmm. four plus shooting. Yep. Okay, and we have three Commodons. So these are the long range spitters, two Phoenixes, and one Ancient Phoenix, a Mage Priest with a Fireball Tent and Veil of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have Firebrand, which is the pirate character, which has yeah. a 12 inch pistols and dualist on his blades. Yep. Yeah, 12 units that scores out of 14, and then 24 units strength. So, how did this game go? So it's the, invade. The scenario is invade. It was invade, right? So, you know, dwarves don't like to see invade anyway. And this was another one of those, like, everything except for the two hordes of ceremonial guards shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. So the way the game was set up, there was a hill in the center of the table, just off center to the left. And there was a building a third of the way in on the left-hand side, mm-hmm. on his side of the table. And so I set up, because as dwarves, you have to have a plan right in the beginning, right? And I was like, okay, we're playing invade. I'm, I set up three of my regiments two of the two of the iron guard and one of the one of the bulwarkers on the left hand side along with the, the king with the extra unit strength and I'm going to run up the left side of the table cuz he had set all of his his corsairs in a block on the right side of the table mm-hmm. and I was like well I'm going to stay on this side of the hill I'm going to run up over here and I'm going to snuggle behind this building and I'm going to hide for the rest of the game and that gives me 11 unit strength mm-hmm. on your side of the table and I'm like all I have to do is kill the two hordes of ceremonial guard and I'm going to win the game Mm-hmm. right because the corsairs only have unit strength two mm-hmm. right and so i'm like all i gotta do is kill a unit corsairs i'll kill the two i'll kill two hordes a minute i can give up some unit strength and it's going to be all right <sighs> so i move up in the middle i'm shooting stuff and i'm trying to do some stuff i made a giant mistake in the beginning of the game i had 15 shots plus from the from the from the sharpshooters i put i shot two of them into one unit of Corsairs and I put like seven wounds or eight wounds on one of the units. It was eight mm-hmm. wounds. And I think they're only 13, 15 mm-hmm. as well. And I'm like, I was like, I'll take these other five shots and I'll shoot over at this other unit. What a stupid thing to do. Yeah. So, right. So <laughs> he I has know, you. I, no shit. So I don't <laughs> waver anything. I don't do it. Whatever. Right. So he comes over. He's like, well, radiance of life and a little healing. And look, there's no wounds anywhere. I'm like, oh, so that was my one chance to do something cool. Right. What a bunch of crap. So the way the game worked, because of my own stupidity, he ended up moving up in the center and just shooting everything. And apparently commandants never miss. And he just killed all the stuff <laughs> on the right hand side. So he killed like it was another one of those games where like I had the horde moving up the middle. My horde punches his horde in the face and, and after two rounds kills it in the middle. Uh-huh. He has a horde on the left-hand side backed up by a phoenix. I run everything up. My king on large beast with the unit extra unit strength actually charges that horde on the left to pin it while the rest of the rest of the units come up. When you know, he countercharges the king. He does a bunch of wounds, and he spikes the nerve roll, 10, 11, pick the king up. Well, I'm like, all right. So I go in. I remove his horde. But now I only have nine unit strength on that side of the table, and he's got 11. Right. Left, right. And he ended up. With all that shooting, he takes my Gallic and he picks it up. I mean, fresh, kills it in one turn. I'm like, well, that was the toughest piece in the entire list. I'll just pick that up, mm-hmm. right? The the Phoenixes all come over and have a have a meeting and they decide to just burn down the horde and they do. So mm-hmm. like, I lost that game big. I, and that was, as opposed to Jeff, where I was like, I don't know what to do. This one, I was like, I got a plan. I'm going to do the plan. Here we go. I execute it like an idiot. But like a couple small, a couple small, you know, errors, but once again, the dwarf list doesn't project enough threat. So once I'm where I'm going to die, I can't charge anything. I can't mm-hmm. do anything. I just stand there and hope that like there's no turn seven, you know? 
Right. And there was. So, you know, it, it is it is what it is. But right. Yep. It's interesting. Shooting Salamander's list. You don't see that every day. No, super cool, right? A super cool list. And then I played Kevin Jury. Round, round five, five, dominate. Okay. He's running very, very killy. Crawler yes. regiments. Two Reacher, Re- Reaver troops with a skirmisher boots and ram. The mask. Yeah. I forgot what the mask gives them. I think it's life leech or something. But they're berserk attack yes. units, so they have lots of attacks for being troops. So 20 attacks. Two Huskals regiments. Two mounted sons, one with they have one with brand of the warrior and J boots. I think warrior gives them brutal, and one with yep. guys of the deceiver giving them stealthy and haste and a brew of haste. All right, and then two tundra wolves troops for chaff. One lot he has snow fox devoted icon and wings of honey maze and magnude and two lots on frost fangs with. Snow Foxes, 13 units, 11 of them score, 20 units ranked. It's a very elite list. So, yep. and it's dominate, right? So, everything has, has to go into the middle. Right. Oh, I was looking at my lips on this. I made such a giant hash of this game. So, I, I know how to fight this. I know how to beat this. We both actually had just taken giant losses. And I think he had been shot off the table too by somebody else. And he was like, are we going to fight? I said, dude, we're going to fight. He's like, yes, we're going to fight. So we had this like little huggy moment. It was pretty great. And then, uh, and so we fought, right? So it gets to be like, he pushes a bunch of crap into the middle. I kind of come up a little bit to, to, to stop him. I'm shooting like his Reavers and they're, they're dash 15 or something. And so they're hard to kill. And then I ended up, releasing all the dogs and I killed I killed one of the who's Carl regiments out from under him and he's looking down and he's like I don't know how I'm gonna like he's counting up the unit strength and he's like wow I'm way behind now I go yeah you're kind of way behind right and I'm still putting pressure and I'm shooting stuff turns out he had moved in a bunch of units in the middle I moved up the fight and at one point I had the option of and but his kings on his 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 lords on frostfang and magnild are like in spots where they can sneak between crap because they're nimble and fight my second line of stuff in the back, right? That's actually doing the work now, you know. So he ends up getting the Frostfang Lord and Magnild and the Lord with the Devoted Icon and Wings all into the Horde, and he punks the Horde mm-hmm. out from under me. Just boom, take a bunch of wounds, pick it up. I'm like, oh, son of a gun. And then I panic and I send God instead of turning Golic to shoot at something and right, just not commit him to anything. I push him into the middle. I have him fight the other unit of host Carl's and uh, I end up losing Golic because he's pinned in place. Now mm. there's no one, there's nowhere for he to back up and move to other spots. So he's there. Magnold comes in the other, you know, Lord, he ends up killing that too. I'm losing unit strength in the middle like this. And you know what? Once the grind starts, I don't grind well mm-hmm. without those pieces. Because my stuff has 12 attacks, I do eight eight hits, and I'll wound you twice. That's what that's what everything in the army does, two wounds, right? And so even if I get flank charges, it'll do four. It doesn't do enough, right? So I end up losing that game by about one unit strength. I lost on one unit strength in the middle. I was I was I was like, man, I let that one get away. I let that one get away. That should have been a win. But Kevin played it really smart. He played it very well. He yeah. played it very well. Yep. Uh, dwarves, I guess, especially your list, it's about how much damage you deal with the Mastiffs and the 
sharpshooters before the lines hit, and once it yeah. hits, he hits harder, right? So yeah. All right. right. Last round against the infamous Cow Pool with yep. his melee goblins. Yeah. Yep. This is Salt the Earth. He has four rebel regiments, four hordes of rebel, three trombones, more pop launcher, two blasters, three minces, three wingets, Grony Snark, Bang It with Inspiring, Magua and Juice, and King on Chariot with the Orb of Towering Presence as well. 14 right. units, 17 of, sorry, 24 units, 17 of its score at 30 unit strength. But yeah. you did defeat him 19 to 2. So tell me how it went down. Yeah, so I think I think that I think that Kyle made a mistake. So on the right, in his deployment, he had on the right hand side. He actually put near the board edge on the right hand side. He had set up a, like a pair of mincers and a blaster and Grony mm-hmm. and Magua and Juice and right. So a lot of stuff that could cause me real problems if it was if it was in the middle and was able to go and then fan out. He kind of pinned himself to the to the table edge on the right hand side because there was a raise token or a you know a token for him to come over and and grab and put pressure on me right mm-hmm. and then on the on the on the left in the middle he had all three of the war trombones he had and just rabble regiments with rabble hordes and just he's he's owning the middle of the table with he's blanketing it with goblins but there was a wood in the middle of the table mm-hmm. right and so he's able to move up and he's he's I can't shoot him but he can't really see me mm-hmm. right and i'm like i have no problem with the standoff because what's your horde of you know your your rabble horde gonna do right he did move his war trombones up he he you know started attacking stuff with the war trombones but once i could see them the king on large beast faber Ironheart, i just pushed a bunch of stuff and i picked those pieces up and then turned to the middle and at that point i'm like i'm next to his hordes on the flank he had to back up he had to turn it was a right. mess the fireball guy, my my flame priest, killed Grony Snark in two turns. Picked up a wing eight, killed him. You know, stopped killed a killed a blaster. I mean, this he had the best game ever, to be honest. <laughs> my dice got hot, and he just gave me all these targets, and I was able to pick up a lot of his stuff, which was which was good. Kyle's fantastic. I've never played him before either, so it was cool to play Jeff, who I've never played, Kyle, who I've never played, Ryan, who I've never played. It was it was it was a great masters for that. Right. And about two thirds of the way through the game, he's like, oh, yeah, nothing's going right. Well, all right, Rossi. Right. Looks like we're just going to play this out. You know, it was, yeah, it was I guess he doesn't didn't put tired. enough firepower in the middle. So once you start punching through, that's where everything starts to crumble. That's it. I mean, he put a bunch of regiments and hordes in the middle. He put like, a bunch of unit strength in the center, but he didn't have anything yeah. to really back it up. Right? I wasn't fight, really scared right? of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, now, if any of those had been like luggets. On a counter charge, he would have he would have made me very sad, mm-hmm. right? There were a couple times when, like, you know, he had a I killed a horde. There's another horde looking at me. I'm like, who cares? You know, well, I'm yeah. I'm half in the woods. You'll be hindered. But if it was something real, I would have been I, the counter the counter charge would have been tough for me to deal with, right? You know, so all right, that's your illustrious run, and we right. will review your score at the end of the three guys recap. Sure. So thank you, Mike, for. Regaling us with your games. I'm sorry, that was Next forever. Up, we have <laughs> <to> talk forever. <laughs> we have Keith with his elves list. So it's a shooting and alpha strike list. Keith, would you like to read off your list for us? Yeah, sure. So two Gladestalker regiments, which come standard, 
two Silver Breeze Cavalry Regiments, Storm, Re Storm Wind Cavalry Regiment with Quicksilver Lancers and the Orb of Towering Presence, two Dracon Hordes, one with J-Boots, one with Pipes of Terror, Elven Archmage, Mounted, Boots Levitation, AC4, Argus Rodenar, and then the Formation, just naked. So 12 units, 10 scoring, 25 instruments. Yeah, so the one thing I'd say is, I guess for most people, they'll be deciding between one or two hordes of Dracon Riders, but you, I guess you have been sticking with two hordes all the time. So that is yeah. on the... And you still have Quicksilver Lancer, so that to do that, you sacrifice a little bit of shooting over there. So yeah. what are your considerations going building this list and going into Masters? Well, I didn't see push as a potential scenario, and that meant I didn't have to have a push token holder, Area. Mm -hmm. uh, which can be annoying. So I decided I wanted to maximize counterpunch. The the mirror match is always difficult against elves. It typically comes down to shoots more. Mm -hmm. But if you are fast enough, you can sort of put pressure on an elven player, as you well know. As an elven players know, like if once they get pressure on them, it gets tough. And I figured having lots of very maneuverable unit strength would help with the unit strength scenarios. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's still only 12 units with 10 scoring units, which can get, you know, as we're talking about my games, I hold on with my fingernails like constantly. But it gives me a lot of options. I typically have initiative and I'm in, contr in control to where I want to go. It has, you know, 56 shots. So it's, I didn't sacrifice that much shot, that much shooting. There's still a lot of shooting in there. And then Argus sort of is an extra attack one every turn. So he can really tip, tip the scales. And he also basically means the whole army is inspired as needed. So that's, that's always good. Do you always use Argus's reroll on Alchemist Curse? Sometimes. I mean, early, yes. Late. You know, an extra wound with a Dracon Horde can... Right, in melee. Know, yeah. 13 wounds versus 14 wounds or something like that. You can really increase your odds of breaking a unit. Right. This is a very well-balanced list. Yep. It's got some good shooting. It's got some good punching. It's not, you know, what we don't like to play against, which is the, you know, four Glade Stalker units. It's actually a, a, a well-balanced list. I like it. Well, I really like it. Yeah, me too. Well, I'll, I'll still say it's pretty skewed because other than Marcelo, oh, yeah. who is also speed 10, <laughs> other lists will get shot first and then they get charged at first because you get shot by the shooting and then the Dracons will go in first. And what is It has zero staying power. Yeah. Which, it just which is very elven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's move into your it, games. It's only three hammers, though. It's only the three, three hammers. Three hammers is, is the Dracon Rider regiments have nimble, so they are able to get flanks very easily because they can fly yeah. 20 and turn. So once you charge in the flank, you hit as hard as a horde. For sure. Yeah, so that's... Um, but having that's, three things that can go straight front... That's do the tricky part, and that's... Yeah, that's the gravy on the elves list right now. This hot, this formation sure. is really juicy. Yeah, it gives you a lot more threat. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, your first so, game on stream versus Eric Crowbridge in Rays, and Eric Crowbridge is running a dwarfs list. 
and it's four Iron Guard regiments with Mastiffs. That's the Defense 6 unit. Two Berserker troops. One Shield Breaker's Horde with Elite. Two Brock Rider's troops. Two Flame Belchers, Skolox Fury, and two Dwarf Lords on Large Beasts. 14 unit, 12 of them score, and 27 unit strength. So, how did this game go? I was most in control this entire game, but obviously, if I don't kill stuff fast enough, I'm not going to win. So, if you look, kind of see his box of death there on the screen, everything with Defense 6 and his two Flame Belchers were on his right flank, my left flank. And yeah, he's... I he, he outplaced tokens on me, so all, like, four tokens were on that side of the board, which I really, which was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's on the top, so everything is to the right. And then on his left and my right, he put all of his defense four units, except for one Berserker regiment, mm-hmm. sort of using that building for cover, and his two Kings on Large Beasts. Mm-hmm. And so he had a token... You can kind of see it next to the hill on my side. And then my token was behind the building. So the way it worked out is his middle was empty. And when I started realizing his middle was empty, I realized I could just split the board on him. He went first, moved his Lords on Large Beast up really aggressively, sucked. And it meant that my Dracon Lord had to go in early and stop them because I didn't want them charging. Glade Stalkers and then Glade Stalkers and the Silver Breeze Regiment were shooting around the house at his defense four units. Mm-hmm. And over four or five turns, they were able, I think it was five turns, they were able to kill all defense four. And the Dracon Lord managed to hold off two Kings on Large Beasts for, because I want to, yeah, he, he survived three rounds of combat. Wow. Because he gave me a snake eyes on the second round. Mm-hmm. Held up both those Dracon, or both those Kings on Large Beasts. And allowed the air was cursed mage to just murder murderize them over a couple turns. How did one unit hold two two units? So he was stuck with the building, right? So I went fifty into one, and he even got a so he got a flank charge two turns on my dragon lord, and he still lived. Uh, <laughs> but as Mike said, once you once you poke that guy in the front, he did one wound back. So then I had a flank with the other one. And he maybe did six or seven wounds. So it was an eight twice and I survived the first round. Mm. And then the next round he did six or seven wounds and, and he got snake, snake eyes. Right. Right. Um, he killed you on the third round, right? Right. And he couldn't bring his troops of berserkers in because it wasn't space. Yeah, uh, if you're next to the building. Yeah. yeah, so I split his middle and I sent if you see one regiment, I had one regiment of on the left, Silver Breeze regiment, and Dragon Horde on the left sort of just manage him. I was going to give him his tokens and let him take him and just not get dogged off the table. Silvery's regiment got dogged off the table. The other Dragon Horde sort of inched into the woods, and there was one turn where he could have theoretically wavered them. But because he didn't, he, he claimed both of his tokens on the left. I claimed him on the right, and I kept him off the one on the right. So if I could capture the middle and capture one of the tokens that two-thirds of his army was sitting on, Mm-hmm. was sort of right underneath that flame belcher next to his horde, which was sort of, the horde was blocking line of sight of my dracons because they were sitting on a hill. He was giving mm-hmm. me his flank, but I didn't want anything to do with, do with shield breakers. Mm-hmm. And it was already pretty late, and I knew if I didn't break him in one go, that I wasn't going to have anything over there to catch tokens. So I was able to sacrifice on turn six a regiment of dracons and a horde of dracons because I charged a horde of dracons into the flame belcher and I flew a regiment of dracons 
which had, with both regiments of Dragons, ended up killing his back unit of Berserkers, because I mm. let them get a charge on me, hindered on one, and then I was able to get a flank. And a so front. you're surrounding him, right? So he's, he's yeah, getting dizzy. totally surrounding him. And then I flew a Dragon regiment over Gallup, and he was like, yo, you can't see, you're not, you can't charge. I'm, I'm not charging. <laughs> I, I'm flying a Dragon regiment over Gallup, presenting Gallup my rear, getting five unit strength on this token, to year four, totally understanding that that that's 500 points. It's just going to fly off the table. So I did that turn five and then turn six. I had my unit strength four knights in the center and he had one iron guard unit looking at the unit strength four knights. And he had another iron guard unit that maybe could have gotten there on turn six, but I had a civil breeze regiment. So seven probably would have been a tie. So it was, you know, skin on my teeth the entire time. You know, Ray's typically you're playing towards and like, okay, I'm, I can handle this. But him going first helped, and then he's just so tough. And I had no intention of charging anything defense six. Uh, right. So I just stuck the game plan, shot his defense four as best I could, and played for the small win. Yeah, so it ended 13 to 8. So he burned uh, two of the tokens on the same side. You burned one yes. on each side and held the center, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, that game is on stream. So if you'd like to watch it blow by blow, you can watch it on Matt Comics stream. Next, they bounce around a lot on the stream, and they don't really catch a lot of the the big moments. But mm, agreed. Yeah. So round two control, and this is versus Michael Sigler's Abyssals. I guess you are very happy to see this. See this list. I, I was will read it off. Vessels. However, well, I'll explain. <laughs> right. Abyssal Ghouls Regiment, two Gargoyles Troops, two Morlock Hordes with the Despoilers, with one with J-Boots, Abyssal Horseman Regiment with a Blade of Slashing, two Tortured Soul Regiments, one Cronius, one Seductress with Gnome Glass Shield and Host Shadow Beast, two Zazuzu, Manifestation of Bill and Well of Souls. So he does have Well of Souls and Cronius, but only one Cronius. The yeah. Hammers are either Defense 4 and Molochs or Abyssal Horseman has only 14-16 nerfs. So tell me about this matchup. So he he set up sort of on the left, on his left flank, two-thirds of the table. He had he, he was angering his right with his Abyssal Ghouls, which I was like, okay. So I had a little bit of shooting on my right flank to shoot at stuff coming over. And I had a lot of fast stuff on the left, so I could basically turn the game into an L, mm. which was super successful, was controlling that flank for most of the game. The Seductress punched a regiment of Dracons for a couple turns, but I eventually battered through it. So on the right, he was sort of staring at all my shooting, saying, I have to come at you or I'm effed, which is mm. the correct move with all this defense four. Mm. Came at me pretty hard. I was able to hop my Dracon Lord over his army because he kind of misplayed that, which mm -hmm. forced fail to turn around and just get in the way and you know but then i was just annoying him from from behind with that rampage item on that unit makes a lot of what he has if you get a flank or a rear that that drake on lord becomes very dangerous yeah. he was pushing pretty hard chewed through some glide stalkers he missed a nimble charge i was able to get a nimble charge with my drake on or with my lenses lancers through a woods Ooh. into a Moloch horde and so they went in I so did you do a in. cork screw charge 
<laughs> no, because I wasn't engaged in combat. I right. just did an nimble charge. Found a unit that was in the way. They went in, the Glade Soccer Regiment went in, and I think the Dracon Lord went in the rear, which was enough to sort of pop the center of his battle line. And then they everybody sort of turned or like turned and looked everywhere. He unfortunately came in after that, and I think he one-shot my Stormwind with his horseman, which is not unheard of, but it was a it was it was a solid, it was like a eight twice, seven twice, something like that. Blew right through him, which caused me a lot of problems. So I had to leave my Drake on Lord to stop them. Everything was sort of collapsing on the middle. I was struggling. I mean, he was killing units, the, the taking out my Drake on hordes, which was I was clawing for unit strength. But then I had a regiment charge a the abyssal horseman. I had two wounds on him. I did five wounds on the charge, and then I dropped to the ten. And they were on on. I was just sitting over there to hold them up. But once I dropped the ten. And they could turn around and flood in the rear of the rest of his army because we had sort of started fighting east to west instead of north to south. And then everything sort of fell apart for him really quickly. So I was struggling and sweating for three or four turns. And then I had a couple good nerve rolls. And much like elves, abyssals can sort of fall apart quickly. And then they did. And I, I don't remember if I think he might have had. I think I might have tabled him. Mm. But obviously he killed a crap ton of me too. Right, you said earlier on you killed. Do you kill the abyssal uh, ghouls and then swung swung inwards from there? I kind of swung around them and just shot those guys off the table over two or three turns. Right. They had some cover, and I wasn't gonna engage. Did you them. shoot off any of the hammer units? I think I shot off the tortured souls, both units. I don't think I shot off either Moloch or I think, I think I just like one shot Molochs a couple times. Right, either with three cons or because they're defense four, right? So six yeah. short. So yeah, wounding on twos. Wounding on twos, do 12, 13 wounds, throw in the Argus if you need it. So right. And then the AC Mage was doing AC Mage stuff and just adding yeah. wounds places and being annoying. Yeah. All right. So round three. This is a game I did not deserve to win. Against Mike Grant. I'll just read off his list. He's playing Hurt, Hunters of the Wild Troop with Stingstone, two Harpies troops. Guardian Brutes with Guardian Brutes Horde with Bro of Sharpness, Lycan Horde with Bro of Strength, four Forest Chambler Regiments, one Brace Riders Horde, a Great Chieftain with a Horn of the Great Migration and Sacred Horn that gives them Wild Charge one, and Tree Herder and Avatar of the Father. Is the Tree Herder a Wilt Father? Yes, yeah. Okay, so it's a Wilt Father. All yeah. right, 13 units, 12 of them score, 23 units strength. And you won this 13 to 8. So small win. Tell us what happened. So I deployed about two-thirds of my army all on the starting line before looking down at his army and seeing he had the Great Migration. And I said, oh, crap. I moved my Glade Stalkers back, but I still had several breeze sort of hung out to dry. I rolled a 2 to go first, and he rolled a 1, okay. which allowed me to redeploy, and which I'm thankfully good at. So I was able to sort of create the U to fight, but we we're also playing Plunder. So he was going to rock up and take as many tokens as he wanted. He played a really cagey game. That great chieftain with the sacred horn can just shoot that wild charge thing out all anywhere he wants it. It was constantly giving me fits. My, my numbers weren't working. And like I wasn't after I was scrambling from jump. So I was always maybe adding it, maybe not adding it. He can move it so far. It was, it was trouble, but my shooting was pretty effective against forest shamblers. 
he was able, like, I just made some horrible mistake. He was able to charge a Dracon whore with the Will Father and a Forest Shambler mm-hmm. regiment in the flank because I'm, I just brain farted, mm-hmm. killed them. But on that flank, like a regiment of Dracons went into the Avatar of the Father and did eight wounds. So, like, oh. okay. And then the AC Mage went over and finished off the Avatar of the Father mm-hmm. and then turned around and over two turns obliterated Will Father because she just decided that Will Father needed to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, he had a, a big chunk of unit strength holding four tokens or mm. two of the two. The two, two point tokens. Points. He turned at one point with the back line because I was sort of threatening something and he was going to get more stuff. That allowed me to run in and kill a forest shambler unit and then charge into his great guardian brutes holding the tokens. The tokens killed it, needed an overrun of three on six to pick him up, rolled a two. Mm-hmm. We went to seven. I was able to get the overrun. In the middle of all this, his centaur brace rider horde charged 17, because again, I can't do math, into a silver breeze regiment. And they had maybe eight wounds on them. No, mm-hmm. what was it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, eight wounds on them. They did die. They blew up. They blew up mm-hmm. my. Well, I mean, his centaur heart had eight wounds. My silver breeze blew up. I countercharged just to stop them with glade stalkers. Did four wounds to him and rolled a boxcar and just like one shot that that brace rider horde and I don't I, again they could have blown through and threatened my guys holding the tokens and so everything I needed to work for the last three turns worked. Mike played an amazing game. I I, I shouldn't have been in this game, but my you know tried to keep it together as best I could. Mike, if you'd gone first, I might have been tabled. Yeah. I- I think you made a few mistakes, which made you feel bad so that you might not have deserved the win. But just on paper-wise, your list would should be able to come out on top of his list. So that, well, that's, I mean, that, that, that the, that's the list construction already gave you a huge advantage over there. Yeah, that that's what I. But that's like what I saw, and I got lazy, and it was it had been a long mm. day, and I didn't. You know, well, I'm thinking elves. It's fine. Her. I didn't even look at his list closely before the tournament. He obviously designed his list to catch people napping, and I was asleep. And it, <laughs> it gone... was the third game of the first day. Yeah, yeah. it could have gone really poorly. But uh... did the great chieftain have wings of honey maze, or he's just running twelve and spreading? He's just running, right? So it's twenty-one inch potential, and like mm-hmm. it's hard to sort of keep that. And and a lot of his army was kind of close. I don't think his his lycan horrors didn't even do anything. They just sort of threatened stuff throughout the game. They didn't mm. try. He was a very, very cagey, cagey player. Right. All right. So end of round one, you had three wins. What's up? How are you feeling at the end of day one? I, I you know, I feel like I was just holding on because, you know, even game two, when I got that big win, I felt like in the middle that I was in a lot of trouble. Mm. So I was pretty, pretty whipped, but I was happy with where I was considering how things were going. Once I figured out who was playing round four, I was a little. Yeah, I think that's not not good. (laughs) That's the that's the thing with elves, right? Against the newer player, you will just roll over them. But against experienced players at masters, yeah, elves are still gonna do elves, but the players are not just gonna roll over, just turn around and let you smash them. So you will lose a lot of units, and because elves do have very little units, that just makes you well, I think, sweat all the time yeah i think blackjack lends itself to having more scoring units than than fewer and 
yes, I have 25 unit strength, but I didn't have, I only have 10 scoring units. So mm. I, I can kill pretty well. I can win a scenario, but I don't always win it. You don't win big against experienced players. I don't crush it, people. Yep. And round four, Jeff Shilkin, the best Ogres player at Masters. And he did went on to beat Jeff Radigan, if I'm not wrong. He had already beaten Jeff Radigan. He, he, he had played Jeff Radigan and Dustin before he played me. So right. he had a pretty rough road. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about his list. I think it's pretty standard. Three warrior regiments, one warrior horde, three siege breakers, hordes, one boomer chariot troop with sacred horn to spread the stealthy bubble. Three sergeants with heavy crossbows, three warlocks, with one of them has three knife, and then Noma Garok to be the that fourth warlock. So his list is pretty shooty as well, with fifteen units. All of them score twenty six units strength. So did the stealthy bubble give you problems? So I thought about this overnight, which is probably the only reason I came up with a with a tactic to give myself a chance, and I realized that. I'm just not going to fight him in, in invade or because I've had a list of the remaining tournament of the remaining games. And I felt invades probably the one of the few that I might be able to win. Maybe if we play loot, I can run up and get first turn and, and run away. But invade, if I can just sort of avoid him and get around him, I have a shot. Mm-hmm. So to, it, to do that, I set up early my glade stalkers left mm-hmm. and he sort of responded some regiments and some siege breakers back. He didn't put them on the 12 inch line. They were back a little bit. And he had his stealthy bell over there, which I felt like probably meant his... The bulk of his uh, stuff are going down there. And the warlocks were going to go over there too. So mm-hmm. I put enough stuff out. You know, I, I usually put regiments on both sides. That was another another placement. I put Argus over with the Glade Stalkers. I put enough stuff out that he started committing to that one side. And I put everything else on my army on the other side. Mm-hmm. So he sort of deployed in two thirds, and his sergeants were in the middle, but his warlocks were were more left. So uh, the game went the way I wanted it to go. I moved a boatload of unit strength across the board on the right. My Dracon regiment on the left uh, was able to hop over and just go run away. He shot my glade stalkers off. He kind of pushed across. I had a big Hunk of guys in the far right, just hiding on a hill, trying not to die from some warlock from some sergeant shooting. His sergeant shooting was low, and my shooting back at the sergeants was was better. So I knocked them out. I was able to cut through the middle of his lines with the AC mage, who then turned with Argus's help and just obliterated Namagrok off the table. There was a solid re-rolled nerve to do it, but that was helpful. So, you know, even with all that. He was able to shoot off a regiment of Dracons. So I had to send a Dracon horde back across the middle to kill a regiment of his and then inch to the right two inches to get back onto his side and to tie. I do that on six, don't inch any further, but I get a seven. And then we just stare at each other and then I scoot across and we 10 10 tie. So, you know, it was the classic just move around. You know, he, if... So the bulk of your forces avoided each other. 100%. And if I had some luck on the left with a Gladestalker regiment did three rounds against a Siegebreaker horde and shooting, and then four rounds 
in combat and wavered it. And then I did another round, another one the next round and wavered it again. So like I slowed him down, but I wouldn't do anything. That was just useless. And then I think he had, he had sevens twice on that Dracon Regiment. If he doesn't kill that Dracon Regiment, I could have just hid. But I got some crazy solid nerve roll. So I was complaining about pulling that draw because this list is designed to just murderize elves because we're not going in and he shoots better than I do. So I'll take was he screening points. with the warrior regiments? Not really. He, I mean, he's not worried about me front charging. The siege breakers, uh, right? Siege breakers. Yes. Like, whatever. And then, like, he's not even worried about me shooting at him because he's got enough, like, plinky. Stealthy and defense. Yeah, like, and I'm not going to do it. So I didn't mm. do it. I shot at sergeants and some warlocks. And yeah, even I with think... that stealthy, that nerf is low enough to bring it down. Yeah, I charged defense once with Glaze Dogger. Yeah, I charged once with Glaze. Well, not Rock is Demon's Five, but I charged once with Glaze Doggers mm. and once with a Dragon Horde. And otherwise, I did no charges. Right. So the game was the game was was pretty nutty. Right. Okay. So next, dominate against Dustin Howard. This is an interesting one. So Dustin Howard. Pretty famous player as well. He's rocking Empire of Dust. Two Skeleton Spearmen Regiments. Two Mummy's Troops. Two Skeleton Warriors Troops. Two, three Enslaved Guardian Hordes. Okay, two... Ooh, Tortured Souls. Something went wrong there. Okay, I'll check the list while I just read off the rest. So Soul just, Snare, Undead Worm, Monolith, Amnite Pharaoh with level two Spellcaster, Search 8 and Host Shadowies 3. Sabrak Ray, they're cursed, and Idol of Shobik, 15 units, 12 of them score, 22 units strength. So, so I not... think he only had 18 units strength and because he didn't have two Sorcerer Souls regiments. I I'll I pull up his list out. as we speak just to confirm everything. Heavily out, out unit strength, which was mm. shocking. I wouldn't get the unit strength wrong because I would have read off the... I would just copied off the list, so... Two spearmen, two mummies, two warriors troops. Yeah, oh, you're right. three enslaved guardians, yeah. soul snare, undead. You're, you're, right. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he's 22. 15-22. Yep, so everything is correct except the tortured souls no, aren't supposed to be there. Fair enough. He even said, so there was a hill in the dominant area, uh -huh. so he kind of, you know, hide behind his it. right flank, he hid behind the hill to my right flank, I sort of set up he's able to shoot him he knew what i was going to do which was shoot him until i had to jump in and he and i knew what he was going to do which was kind of press on me with some stuff he is dustin so he kind of he led with shobuk mm -hmm. and one turn i got him up to 11 wounds with shooting and then he got him down to zero the next turn which sucked how did that happen shobuk soul snare heal iron resolve All right so he healed himself he iron resolved it was painful but you know after I after that big swing, because Shovik sort of moved in the center to threaten me, and I was sort of moving back. After that big swing, I just started the AC mage sacrificed themselves to go help kill an enslaved guardian horde. So he went down to 19 units around to my 25. Mm -hmm. uh, everything I had was in range to just jump into the middle. He took a big swing on a really long surge with Shovik. I can't remember what he needed, but he had three surge sources. The problem was the monolith surged too well and it got him out of range of oh, one of the surge casters. Oh dear. 
but then he still only missed it by one but that one gave me a flank with my dracons with and she'll be Earl. good now so i popped that and then late game once shovik was out of the way i was turned three or four my shooting was very consistent took the undead, undead worm off in one turn because that thing mm -hmm. couldn't hide by anything started mm -hmm. picking up like skeleton border troops spearman regiments and then sort of just packed in the middle but you know, he killed a decent amount of me. Or I should say, I didn't kill a ton of him, and I just sort of packed in the middle. Yeah, because you don't want to grind, right? You want to do as much. I want to know. And, right. and if he plays the big target of Shobik and everything is just shuffling up behind, you already have that big Shobik threat to worry about. Yeah. But while not getting that search is painful for sure. I mean, but because he knew if he didn't go in, I just would have stared at him until Shobik. the last turn and run in mm. so. right all right then that's a 14-7 victory to you and last round salt the earth you are against sean troy rocking ratkin two warriors hordes two shock troops hordes with plague pots one has bro strength the other one has j boots two claw shots troops one tunnel runners regiment with sharpness three weapon teams Tangle, Warlock with Hunt 3 and the default Lightning Bolt 5. Brood Enforcer with Trixus 1. 2 Brood Mother. 1 has both Drain Life and the Shooting Attack. 1 only has the Shooting Attack. And Mother Chrysar, which has the Cloak of Death and Lightning Bolt 5. He has 16 units. 12 of them score 23 unit strength. So this was a, a losing tie to you. You lost 9 to 11. It is a tie just yep. with a bit of attrition yep. difference. So how did this game go, Salt the Earth? I mean, I, don't, I haven't played Reckon a ton. I might play it, I played it differently if I had played them more. But my general thought about Reckon is you just peel the onion, shoot the stuff that needs to be shot. So, you know, I ran up with the regiment of, I got to go first, ran up with the regiment of Silver Breeze, blew up a token on the right, sort of had the rest of that flank anchored on a building. I shot a lot. He shot back. Late game, you know, I was trying to strategically blow stuff up. But the problem is I only have 10 scoring units, so I can't just send things out to die. You know, I had blown up a couple of things. He was sitting on things with Horde. We were sort of just shooting back and forth. He was in cover. I was in cover. His broodmothers can really just wreck uh, Glade Stalkers sort of at whim. There was one turn where I had... A, oh, with that four-plus shooting? Yeah. With, I mean, yeah. even with, it hit on, you know, or lightning bolt and four-plus shooting. And, you know, mm. it was the Warlock and two broodmothers were just... Ripping mm, right. through, or you know, doing a lot of damage to my clade stalkers, even though they were in cover. Mm. Late game, there was one turn where they had like eight, nine wounds on them, and he shot at them with a lot of stuff and didn't do any wounds. So I was like, because he had moved a brood mother in to to blow up the token they were on, which was awesome. So I, the token stayed, and that allowed me to send over the cavalry to attack his warlock. But then I snaked his warlock, which gave him a. a so if I, if I hadn't snaked his warlock, I would have turned the knights to cover the injured Glade Stalkers from any shooting, mm -hmm. but I did snake them. And so the Knights couldn't turn. So mm -hmm. he was able to shoot both of those units off the table. So mm -hmm. I couldn't score that token, which would have been the win. And I had to sacrifice a, a Dracon regiment or a horde to fly over and blow up the token, which then got recharged. So I had to like give up a lot to again, stay in the game, but it was, you know, I think Sean played an excellent game. I, he really controlled my AC mage, which was annoying with his Trickster's Wand dude. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
you know, I, I don't want to blame it on snakes because I could have done other things differently, but um, it was, I didn't lose not because I rolled a snake eye, but <laughs> I did not lose because I didn't roll, whatever, you, you hear what I'm saying. But Sean Rick played a great game and, you know, we did, it was, it was very tactical and just sort of nobody wanted to go in. So nobody did. Right. So, yeah, uh, I mean, being elite, being an elite list, each snake eyes hurt even more, right? Because you just sure. have that so few of units. Yeah, so that's at the end of your round six. Just let me check my slides before we carry on. So how do you feel after the six games? Well, pretty good. I mean, it was in all six games. I didn't lose any of my six games, which is a nice thing to say. Yeah, what is the record? Four wins and Four, two draws? Oh, and two. Yeah. And then I was just like a couple of nerve rolls. First of all, I didn't deserve all my wins, so I'm not going to claim I deserve all my wins. But even on the draws, I was a couple of nerves, nerve rolls from pulling them out. But <laughs> same token, I, I wasn't crushing people because I was just, with, with Blackjack, I was just hanging on. So I think that's what you run into nowadays i mean back in the day when you had hordes of archers a lot of, they stuck around a lot easier you had some bigger blocks and i think now those are really i know people play the what are they called sea guard hordes but even their defense four so it's, it's just a lot of pieces your opponents can exploit if they know what they're doing and mm. they're not reacting to you the way you want them to and there's eight elves in the in the tournament so it's just much like dwarves like people go in with a plan Mm-hmm. And they executed it really well. And I just have to play what they expect me to play better. And sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't. And sometimes it didn't matter. And I just rolled really well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does help if you roll first. That's the thing about Alpha Strike and shooting, oh, right? Sure. You get to roll your yeah. damage dice and your nerf dice first. I do damage right. all six turns. And yeah. That's that's tough. All right. So with that, let's move on to Marcelo. You're rocking Order of the Green Lady, one of my favorite armies. So I'm also very interested to see, to know about how you played and how you performed. Three of your games were incidentally streamed on the Masters coverage. So half of your games were on there. Half the Masters streams were you. So, it's because uh, you kept winning. <laughs> yeah. So Order of the Green Lady, two Nyad Heart Pierces regiments, two Order of Redemption, those are your super strong knights, grill knights, if they were in Bretonia. One with sharpness and one with elite, so they're hitting really hard. Three order of the forsaken hordes, one with J boots, the other one with heal boot, healing group, and three Pegasus, one avatar of the green lady, two unicorns with lightning bolt five, one had blade of slashing, and one had mace of crushing. Total of 13 units, but only 10 of them score. And even that, even with 10 of them scoring, three of them are Pegasus, which sometimes you use them to score, sometimes you have to throw them away to chef them up, right? Total of 22 unit strengths. So what are your considerations when you build this list? So I like a mobile list. Mm-hmm. I like an alpha strike that's going to be taking advantage of playing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm not the only fast list out there. So I think that I want to control where I'm fighting. So I like having as many chaff as I do hammers. Mm-hmm. So the way you look at this list is it's got a little bit of shooting with some lightning ball and some and I heart pieces. It's got five hammers and five chaff. 
And essentially the plan here is to control where you fight by chopping up enemy units and double charging into what you want to fight. Yeah, you're and considering by the time, you're considering the unicorn as chef as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So the the unicorns, and this is you know something that Jeff Trash taught me, is that the unicorns really do play two roles. You know, they mm -hmm. might be lightning bolting in the first couple of turns, but then they become chaff units. And mm -hmm. it's important that when you use them as chaff, that they actually do one wound, and that's why you know yeah. they have they have slashing and crashing to make sure they do one wound, and that they still don't always do that one, and things go pear shaped. Yeah. But if you're able to, you know, double charge enemy hammers and chaff up the things that can counter charge you back, then mm -hmm. it means that by the time your chaff dies, your hammers are then cleared out whatever you chose first and then can go after whatever just killed your chaff. Yeah. Yeah. The unicorn with uh, slashing is something I run as well. Mm. Green lady, Pegasus. The most. And the green lady does 20 to 30 wounds again. Healing, right? Like, no, no. She died 20 to 30 wounds away with the Cloak of Death. Oh, right. Wow. And then, you know, combining the Green Lady with the Order of Redemption. Regeneration. You know, healing their wounds. Regeneration makes those units stick around when they really shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So they join really well. What I'm most interested in the Nyad is in the Nyad Heart Pierces because they mm. do get out threatened by 24-inch bowls, mm -hmm. which is very prevalent right now. Do you find that a problem? Yes. So they were the underperformance of the list. Mm -hmm. uh, I like having something that can carry tokens and still do something in the game. So I do like having shooting units so that whether they're carrying tokens in push or whether they're sitting on an objective and can still do something. Mm -hmm. But now I have peers that really don't carry the weight for points. So in my next iteration, after the Masters, I actually dropped one of the Naya Heart pieces. Mm -hmm. I added a third unicorn, but this time on a flying monster base. So you still have the same number of scoring units. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's pretty easy for pegs and uniforms to get flanked. They just don't do much. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least, you know, a unicorn on a peg on a flying base is able to still have six attacks on a flank rather than three. Mm -hmm. And unlike the individual, you know, the challenge with those unicorns that are individual is that even with slashes and crashing, sometimes they don't do a wound and yeah. then they're not inspiring. So, uh, you know, the enemy can then just go over them like they're not there. But yeah, with they're, a, they're not a unicorn yeah. on a peg, they can still, you know, block line of sight and they can just go over yeah. him. So, and that also allowed me enough points. Put a bit more items. Yeah, a bit more items. Right. All right, so let's look at your matches. Before that, are there any boogeyman lists that you're afraid to face? No, this is this is a well-rounded list. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really didn't want to face Jeff Radigan's, you know, eight scorch week ring army, and I did get to play him on the last round. Mm -hmm. And we go through that in a moment, but that was the one list I was hoping to avoid, yeah. which I didn't <laughs> manage to. But then, you know, so did probably everybody else. So I wasn't the only one thinking that way. Right. And uh, it, it's at least as fast enough that even heavy shooting doesn't get to shoot for that long before mm -hmm. you're in their face. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy to face any list with the, with my new iteration of this. Right. Okay. So first round is versus Dustin Church with the herd, five tribal warrior regiments, two Longhorn regiments, two Harpy troops, four Shambler regiment, Minotaur chariot regiment upgraded to the the Stampede with pipes of terror, Chieftain with the Horn of the Great Migration and Sacred Horn for extended nine inch aura. Druid with Q2, Benchan 2, Mindfog 2, and Conjurer Staff, Moonfang and Wilt Father, 15 units, 13 of them score, 29 unit strengths, a lot of them coming from tribal warrior regiments. This first round is race. How did the game go overall? Well, 19-2, so it went well for me. But you know, when I look at at least I, one of my mistakes here was that I didn't realize that the Great Migration, the extra inch, applied to the whole army. I thought it just applied to tribal warriors and longhorns and, right. you know, like beasts. I didn't, I didn't think it applied to uh, the Willfather and the Forest Shamblers and those kinds of things. So did he so get he the was, first turn? Well, no, he was, he was, he was really hoping for the first turn <laughs> because he went up, you know, he, you know, obviously before turn one, he moved anything that was forest up to the middle of the table and he mm-hmm. scout. And I wasn't clever enough, so I, I had things that he could have charged it if he went first, but I got lucky. Mm. And I did go first, but, you know, I got an army that everything moves to 20 inches pretty much, so I was able to flank those units in the center of the table and take out the Willfather and the Forest Shamblers or in one turn. I completely yeah. wiped out anything that was green by my, in my first turn. And even mm. though I turned around to face him and he, you know, countercharged some of those units and 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 they to do some damage back when you lose, you know, forty shamblers and will father before you have your first turn, it's tough. Uh, and when I see he deployed kind of center of the table to one edge. Mm. So I love that. I love that because I want to get in your flank. Mm-hmm. Like I, w- I want people that either what I don't want to see is somebody that deploys portage to portage. I prefer to face somebody that's going to be deploying, that's going to give me at least one fairly weak flank yep. so that I can crash through that or even just fly over it and, and come and flank. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm very familiar with this play style. I do play it very often as well. I call it the pincer formation. Hmm. So you have very strong threats on both sides. Mm-hmm. So whichever is the weaker side, you will charge in, crush it, and then you turn the flank. Yeah. So yeah. he gave me an empty flank. So that's even better. Like, you know, so you just yeah. move up unopposed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So next, Marcelo it's 21 against Ryan Smith. This game is on stream. So Northern mm-hmm. Alliance, Ryan Smith, we have went through his list before. It's the Northern Alliance with the Human Clansman, Horde Defense 5, mm-hmm. two Ice Kin Hunters troops and one regiment, one mm-hmm. Pascal's regiment with Elite, Snow Trolls Horde, mm-hmm. Frostfang Cavalry Horde with mm-hmm. Haste, Snow Foxes, Ice Queen, Lord on Frostfangs, two of them, and Trim. Mm-hmm. So this game, I saw snippets of it on stream. I think he's he has all his shooting on the left side and he took out your heart mm. pierces. Mm-hmm. You were a bit so delayed on was, the left, uh, but you punched through the right. Yeah, he was... Um, the first three turns, he started really well. He was picking up a unit a turn with the very little shooting that he's got. Mm. But like you just said, 
he was really shooting my shooting and not mm -hmm. the hammers that came to get him. Mm -hmm. And I like I like playing against Northern Alliance because it's a very in its current format, it's a very slow lease compared to mine. Yeah. Which means I really get to choose my battles. Mm -hmm. You know, I really get to double charge with my hammers, take care of big things, and either his counter charge is too far away to hit me, or I'm using my chaff to hold him in place. Yep. Before I turn around and, and come and pick up the rest of the army. And you know, poor Ryan had absolutely nothing left on the table by the end of it, like I wiped out all 2300 yeah. points. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I seem to see less people having screens in front of their hammers in in the current meta. So like everything's in the online for you to charge them first. So that was quite an interesting observation for me. There is one snow fox's swarm. I don't know where he mm. deployed it. Do you remember, Marcelo? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Right, no worries about but that. But I got enough lightning bolts that I took it out pretty early. Yeah. yeah. You you have to advance and... fast fast enough so that by mm. the time your screen gets shot down you, mm. you are your your speed six speed seven are already in range to charge also so right. with with my least i just need to make sure that my chaff is alive to do the job of picking my fight mm. which means when i'm when i got any all my shooting is prioritizing the opponent's chaff the mm, yeah. chaff is the first thing i want to take out because if they don't have chaff and i do i will win the game yeah very healthy. <laughs> Third round, plunder against Jordan Braun. He's rocking forces of nature. This is the match I'm most curious about. Three Forest mm. Shambler's Horde, Scotchwing Regiments, Scotchwing Two Hordes, three Greater Earth Element, not Earth, Greater Air Elementals, Glade Stalker Druid, Glade Walker Druid with, with a Steed, Ring of Harmony, Shroud of the Saint, and Hue Six, Search Eight. Kapoka with Hue 6, Weakness 3, and it has Aura Phalanx, Verdant only, and Wilt Father. So that means mm. Wilt Father and all the Forest Shamblers get mm. Phalanx, which is quite strong against your list. And so, how did this game go? He only has 12 units, one less than you, 10 mm -hmm. of them score 21 units strength. So, you mm -hmm. obviously can't charge it in the front because you would get hit by Phalanx, right? Mm -hmm. so what did you do in this game <laughs> so very much so but and he's got the speed of the of the air elemental mm -hmm. so you know when i face a least that's got 20 inch charging like i do mm -hmm. and he's got that i play very aggressively with my chaps in that i send them off to the middle of the table and essentially you either charge me and take out my chaff, which means I get to take you out back on return with my hammers. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't take out my chaff, then my chaff is going to charge you and do one wound and pin you down so that mm -hmm. my hammers can then move up aggressively. Mm -hmm. And after you kill my chaff, they're going to take you out. Mm -hmm. And with all, you know, when I look at this list, my shooting is going against Kapoka. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I want to, I want to lightning bolt the, the biggest threat and the Glade Walker Druid, if I can get to it. Now, mm -hmm. often you can't. They're very good at hiding it. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to hit these you know, wheel father and anything that Forest Shambler on the flanks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hit them up front with that, those kinds of things. However, having said that, with my two orders of redemption, mm-hmm. because one's got sharpness and one's got elite, mm-hmm. they can double charge anything, phalanx, no phalanx, it doesn't matter. And they will take it out. You know, with 40 attacks, just even just crush one, they will take it out. And I double charge them into a a Forest Shambler horde. And, you know, I was able to get on the side, pin down the Will Father by just feeding it chaff. And, you know, by the time I wiped everything out, then the Will Father just got flanked. Right. Did, did he place his air elementals behind the forest shambler so that when you do take out the forest shamblers with committing the two regiments mm-hmm. of order redemption, did he was he able to get a flank search onto you? So what happened here is we were playing plunder. Mm-hmm. The two two point tokens were on opposite ends of the table. Okay, you forced him to spread so out. So what it meant was that. He went for his two, and I just put some light stuff there just to hold him back, Mm -hmm. uh, just to keep him in place. But I'm faster, so I was able to take my two and then come to his side of the table with my flyers. Mm -hmm. And then he was really facing me front and flank. Mm -hmm. So uh, it did help that he gave me three double ones through the game, (laughs) and... Just to say thank you, I only gave him one double one. <laughs> but it, that one double one wasn't enough, and the, the poor Jordan didn't have anything on the table by the end of it. Like I wiped out right. the whole 2,300 points. He killed 715, and I killed 2,300. All right. Wow, wow. Amazing. So, end of round one, you around day one, you were highest in points. At the end, so you were leading the pack because you had a 19, 2, 21, and 21. Yeah, so you were leading points. That was about 10 points ahead, 10 of, points ahead of number two. So you were a healthy margin ahead. And on round four, you had a tie against the eventual Masters winner, Luke Frazier. And I think round going to day number two, eight, the eight undefeated people, they most of them had ties, mm. right? Even yeah. Keith, them himself had ties so everyone was still mm. in the running after round four and i think you were still lead- leading because you had such a big margin mm. at the end of day one so let's That's go into right. round four invade luke is rocking the trident realm of neurotica and now i have a i do have a couple of players in my in my region mm. that play trident realm so i had a false sense of security going into this game. <laughs> false sense of security so and his list doesn't look anything special i think everyone has said that like this looks like a typical list a uh, two yeah, regiment like it doesn't look scary does it <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look scary two regiments with of the ram placodum regiment Two Gigas Hordes, Tidal Swarm Regiments, two of them. Two Knuckles, a Coral Giant with Slayer. Nyad Centurion with a Trident of something, Drowned Seas and Boots of Levitation. That is a shooting attack that disorders. Mm-hmm. Two Aquamage with Wild Charge 1 Aura. Icy Breath 
10 and Buckskin 5, Depth Horror Eternal. And he has the formation, which has two, two, two regiments that gives them Pathfinder, the two Mythical. He kitted out as a level two spellcaster with Gnome Blast Shield and Host Shadow Beast 2, because the two Mythical is quite a combat caster. The scenario is invade. So, how did you end up in a draw? So uh, I'll tell you what, my biggest surprise, even though I have played multiple games against Trident Realms, against this couple of players in my mm-hmm. region, none of, I, I don't remember ever playing against the Placoderms. Right. And having defense like, defense six, six with balance. <laughs> like, I got nothing that can you have take to you in it. the front. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing can take you in the front. Even my... Yeah, even my two best units cannot take it in the front. Uh, yeah. So uh, in in my typical way, I'm trying to get on a flank. You know, I'm always I tend to deploy my shooting in the center, mm-hmm. my uh, order of redemption either side of the shooting. You know, so mm-hmm. kind of you know center left and center right, and then my flyers are what kind of envelop you mm-hmm. and go to the front. So the, my my biggest curse in his list was that trident that yeah. trident that would ground the right flyer that was about to flank him you know or ground that unit that was about to pull him apart it was mm. a nightmare that trident <laughs> so i had a set of a set of forsaken on one flank just to hold him up you know facing pretty much all his tools regiment and then i had you know shooting in the center I had the redemptions on the right, and I had also two Forsaken on the right. So I went heavy on the right, and he's coming up on against the, the big heavy flank on my side with his Placoderm reg- Regiment of Gigas Horde and the Coral Giant. So all pretty tough stuff that's tough to break. But I went to his side of the board, turned to face him, and now he's kind of doing a semicircle. Mm. But I've got, you know, units on my center of the board that can flank his semicircle. Mm-hmm. But I just could not get in there. Mm-hmm. Between the trident shaft that was, you know, throwing itself to the front and the trident that wouldn't let me fly over those those guys, I just couldn't do it. Now in the end, I ended up flying over in and flanking the gigas and taking them out. And then turning around and coming into the rear of the coral giant. So I started pulverizing that side. But he had a regiment of tools that was coming to help. And I chucked it out with my unicorn, did my wound. I was feeling all cozy and comfortable and got a very false sense of security. And didn't realize that he could actually withdraw. withdraw. <laughs> and because it's only... You know, a hundred by eighty, he could turn. Yeah, you know, he could turn, see the rear of my forsaken on the other side of the hill because it's height four, and you know, and snatch a draw from the jaws of defeat <laughs> by throwing the tool into the rear of my forsaken and, and, them uh, and, and crawling back a draw. He was, he played it expertly. He mm. was so exact. In everything that he did, that for me, it was like a joy to watch him play that army. He played it so well. He deserved the title of master. Awesome. 
Yeah, that's why, right? When you look at the list, it seems normal, right? Mm. Even if the Placodum Regiment was very scary, but it is not a popular unit because I think it is a little bit costly for what it does. That's why you seldom see it. When... I don't think it's costly. I mean, defensive balance, I would take it. Right? <laughs> true, true. All right, let's move on to round five. And this is where all, all the best players in US starts to converge because a lot of them got a tie and now they're all smashing each other's face in. Round five, dominate against Nathan Clevenger. He's been playing Night Stalkers the last year and this year. I think the list since last year has been similar. At least we know that the two signature Legions of Bloodworms are there. One with Hammer of Magic Force, one with Elite. Two Phalanx, sorry, Phantom Troops. Two a Shadowhound Regiment with Brew of Sharpness. Two Hordes of Fiends, Brew of Strength. With one has Brew of Strength, one has Haste. Planner Operation. Three Mind Screechers. And a horror with a vicious aura for infantry only, conjurer staff, lightning bolt tree, and bane chan two. Only twelve units and eleven of them score twenty five unit strength, and this is dominate. So he does get to push his bloodworms up the center. Is that how it happens? Yes. So you can see his two legions of bloodworms in the center, and those things are pretty tough to remove. Mm-hmm. And considering that he's got a lead and the hammer of mesha force on them. It means that they actually do a lot of wounds. Mm-hmm. If those things hit you, they do a lot of wounds. So you can't let it hit you. Like whatever they attack, they're going to wipe out. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if I was to charge them in, it would have to be with enough to take them out in one hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see that on his left and my right, I went mm-hmm. in heavy to take out what was on the flank. There was these trees that was kind of keeping his hammers away from my hammers. Mm-hmm. But oh, I the tree is like, working against you, yeah, right? Because it neuters your speed. That's right. So we couldn't really charge each other mm-hmm. on his left and my right. But you can see that I got my two order of redemptions pretty much in the center, one on the heel and one next to it, with a peg in the middle ready to chop things up. Mm-hmm. So I was able to throw the two order of redemptions onto the Bloodworm Legion on his left mm-hmm. and take that out in a single charge. Mm-hmm. And then two units, one face towards his right to the other Bloodworm Legion mm-hmm. and the other one face to his left, to his hammers on the left. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling pretty good then because I managed to crack him and then able to essentially be on two flanks mm-hmm. on his but those shadow hounds that he has on his right flank gave me a lot of headaches. Mm-hmm. They are very fast. They are pretty scary for, you know, against the kinds of things that I had on that unit with my two unit of hard pierces. It was stealthy. They were like, it was so hard to shoot. I couldn't do any wounds on them or very little ones. So he brought them towards the center eventually. And that ended up taking out my hard pierces. And it was really my two unicorns that ended up charging it front and back and eventually taking them out. Mm-hmm. But it was a very close name, very close game. I thought I had it. And we ended up turn six where, well, I ended up my turn six because I went first, he went second, where I had a unit of Forsaken in the circle, in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only had his mind screeches. 
And I had one of my regiments of redemption that was just outside of the circle that I just needed to kind of, you know, back, go backwards four inches and be in the circle to win it. And in the end, he did something really clever and used his mind screeches to just blow my unit out of the circle oh, at the end that's... of turn six. Yes, that's the worst. When, when oh, the mind God. screeches has been lightning bolted, bloating the whole yeah. game, you forget that they have wind blast and then like... Yes. <laughs> so he played it very clever. He wind blasted me out of it. But if I had a hit at turn seven, I could have put two, you know, unit strength six back in it and I would have won the game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was very, very close. He took out 1345 points of mine. I took out nearly 1500 points of his. So I took care of more points, but I really needed a turn seven and I didn't get it. So good on Nathan for being so clever with his wind blast. And yeah. it was a small loss for me. Yeah. 16, 15, sorry, 6 against 15, hmm. right? And that brings us to the spoiler alert round 6 where you fought the 8 Scotchwing Hordes, 2 Centaur, Centaur Hordes, a Druid with Heal 2 and Alchemist Curse 0 and carries with the Disordering Attack as well. The shortest list I have ever on this deck of slides with just 4 lines. 12 units, 10 of them score 32 unit strength. So salt the earth is the scenario. So how did this game go roughly? So this was a bloodbath. Like we we wiped each other out. He wiped out 1900. I wiped out nearly 1800 points. So it wow. was a total bloodbath. Uh, yeah, because you, you, he has more shooting than you, right? You just have to push up and just start charging. Oh, yeah. I mean, my shooting, my 18-inch shooting does nothing, right? Because right. he only moves into range when, when you, when you got eight hordes, you're only moving into range when you can wipe something out. Mm -hmm. So uh, because he's got all hammers and I've got five hammers and five chaff, my only way to beat this list is to move my chaff aggressively so that he's either charging my chaff and then I can counter charge and take out his hordes. Or if he doesn't, then use my chaff to then charge his chaff to pin units down, and then I move up with my horse, mm. with my hammers. And I did that, but he's got a lot of shooting, right? So he didn't charge my chaff. He just yeah, he could backwards. back up and shoot it off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he shoot off two of my pegs, and I had two of my unicorns left to chaff him up, and I did that. And the centaur horde on my left and his right, mm. my two forsaken that you see on my left. Uh, they went in and they took out the centaurs. They took out the hordes behind the centaurs. So mm -hmm. I won that my left flank. Mm -hmm. And on the right, it was very close. We were we kept taking each other out. Now, I did make a mistake. You can see my regiment of, of redemption. Order of redemption. My order of redemption. Yes, those guys. So they moved up but stayed on my side of those trees. Mm -hmm. And they were pointing towards the right at a 45 degree angle behind the tree. Mm -hmm. And I moved up thinking that his hordes on the other side of the tree could not see me and that mm -hmm. I was safe mm -hmm. on that side of the tree, but I was a bit too far forward. And okay. they, they could see, they could just see me and they came in and flanked me. Over here? And I gave that unit, yes. I gave that unit up. 
with that mistake, I should have been far more thorough in checking against that blank. Mm. So uh, that unit got taken out. And then my remaining regimen of redemption, that's a bit more to the left, they came out and took out what took my first unit of redemption out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got double charged back by two hordes. Yeah. And he gave me a double one, so they just held. Okay. So that was a lucky break for me. And I'm making I that mistake, up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up wiping out what charging to me. And it was very, very close. You know, in the end, I had one token, he had two tokens. And one of his uh, hordes that hit the, the second token almost gets wiped out. And it was like a second, mm-hmm. you know, a air roll that destroyed him. And then a second air roll because it was inspiring that missed by one. It was just so close. It was very, right. very close. You can tell by the 714 that it's another minor loss. All right. And that is the end of our three players' recap of their games. And yeah, I initially wanted each of the gentlemen to take turns to, you know, talk about three games at a time so that mm. none of you have to wait so long. But I, that's okay. In the end, we switched, I switched it up because I think it's better for the listener to just listen through one player's games. And then mm. to the next, to the next. So I apologize for those who, of you who had to wait really long. Oh, but nonetheless, thank you so much, Mike, Keith, and Marcelo for recapping your games. And these are your performances. Marcelo mm. came in eighth in battle at the, at the end of US Masters. He also won second in paint. Keith came in tenth tied, in tied battle. For ninth, technically. Yeah. Ah, tied They're for ninth. Safe Right. Very important because I've been ninth for three years and I refuse to go down. I clearly (laughs) refuse to go up, but I also you're ninth for three years, right? (laughs) All right, ninth tied for ninth in battle. Eric Eric Schaefer is playing elves too, right? Yeah, so right. So not uh, hanging on to not losing the title of best elf player. And (laughs) Mike Rossi. You are somewhere in the middle of the pack with 69 points. Yep. Yep. So after going through Masters, what do you think of the state of your lists going forwards or rather after seeing the results, after playing through Masters, what? how do you think your list did in terms of do you expect it to do that well? Do you expect it to do better? Or do you think... it probably should have been worse. What do you think? Mike, let's start with you. So I I, I have a couple of thoughts here. I, I am a, like I, like I said, I've been to every master so far. And for the most part, it is three and three, four and two, three and three, four and two, four and two, three and three, right? Mm. Part of that is me as a player. Part of that is the armies that I choose to take, I think, right? Mm-hmm. But if you take a look at the rest of the dwarves and where they finished, I have some math here. The worst dwarf player got a 50, the best dwarf player got a 75. But if you take those two out, the lowest and the highest, then you leave the remainder, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody scored between a 58 and a 73. Mm -hmm. So what that tells me is everybody, for the most part, were three and three or four and, you know, in the the average results. Everybody, right? I don't think that, I think the grind, at least the way the dwarves play it, which is different from the forces of nature, get in there, fight, and then heal it all back up, right? But I think that 
the state of the game right now rewards. I mean, the game, Kings of War is always rewarded speed, right? Mm. Uh, with the idea being that you get to choose your chart targets, you get to roll your dice first. I put you back, you kill the unit, you turn if you don't blow it up in the on the charge, right? Mm. So dwarves have the the ability to take the first charge most of the time, mm. but then they hit back very mediocre, and then you just have your way with them the second round you pick it up you turn you know so we all die it just happens slower Mm -hmm. i don't know if that style of list has a place in no one's going to take a dwarf list and win masters right i don't i don't see that again i mean the first the first year brock's and that was all brock's and rocks and what what wouldn't you have said the same thing about hood and trident realm um (laughs) i would no one's gonna take that and win masters well let me let me let me, let me, the Trident Realm, I'm still trying to get my head around. But the Herd list, I knew Keith, the way that he played Herd was a lot different than just blocks of bros and as many stampedes as you could take, right? Like his Herd list was all over the place all the time. Marcelo was actually very close. It's closer to the way that it's an, it's an amalgam. Yeah, look too like the horse. Yeah, right. I mean, it was, it was designed to be very maneuverable, always be somewhere else, always put pressure on from weird angles. And if you want to kill a unit, fine right he'll make you pay and then he'll disappear again right the the list was very weird i don't know anyone else that was running curd like that but to your point marcelo yeah every year it's like who do you think is going to win masters well if it's not dustin howard it'll be some bro you never heard of and he's going <laughs> to take an army that you don't know and how surprising the the trident realms list that had two of everything where i was like this looks quaint he came in he he expertly piloted that thing and 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 won the whole thing right mm-hmm. but yeah. i don't know if uh, at least I don't think Dwarven Grind has a place because besides the long-range shooting, which is kind of expensive, it's good. And then you let the dogs out in second or third turn, and then you kind of don't have a lot of threat. You got three pieces that do damage, and everyone else just dies slowly, right? And I think that I think there's something in, in, in Masters where you have armies that have eight hordes of Scorch Wings or 72, you know, 72 quality shots a turn or whatever. You just can't. You can't counter the board project the threat projection. You can't counter the board control. There's a lot of stuff that you just can't do on the table with that list. At least that's my opinion. I mean, I've been playing these guys exclusively. I think, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. I think the list is legit in some areas, but you're not going to win. There's just some scenarios that are tough, you know, and, and the, and the scores played that out. I mean, Alex Chavez is a fantastic player, right? He got three more points than I did. Right. And Trowbridge is a fantastic player. He got four more points than I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the 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 tier of play, these guys are playing at a level that's way higher than mine, but we're all piling in kind of the same thing and we all kind of got the same score. Right. Mm-hmm. Really think that's, yeah. yeah, I think that's an indictment of the of the tools that the list can bring. What me. why do you think dwarfs are popular, especially this year? It it was very popular last year too, right? Was it the most taken army last year as well? No, I don't think so. He was? Ogres. I like Ogres once. Ogres. Uh, Ogres. Oh, everybody took Ogres, right? I think the dwarves this year were seen as a counter to the no pierce pierce shooting. Scotch wings, right? Right. I mean, it's, you know, I think that there's something to that. Yes, you're you're useless. Your your weapons are useless against this, right? But all the other stuff you bring into bear is probably going to cause a scene, right? It's Mm going to cause a problem, you know? And he's got 30 units around... That he can put anywhere he wants to, and he doesn't yeah. have to go in or any of you. Right, and, and, uh, and taking 
Right. And taking Jeff's particular list out of it, I think that any army that can bring Pierce one at 18 inches is going to is going to have a field day. Because what do I do? You shoot me and then I run up and you shoot me again and I pick the unit up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. There's no answer. You know, if the, once I let, once I release the dogs, there's not much else. And like I said, I, the, these other people are way better players than I am. And we all kind of got the same score. Right. Yeah. Thankfully, so, 18 inch PS1 shooting is in the food chain is getting eaten up by 24 inch bowls. So that's why you don't see them as often as well. Right. And right. even your 36 inch sharpshooters will hurt them as well if they are not sure. careful. Yeah. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah, um, and, but there's respectable. It's not like it, it's not like all the doors went in or that those lists went in and it's only won one or two games. They all won three games or four. Right. They all were kind of annoying and they all were in the fight for the for the remainder of the tournament. But mm-hmm. notice how once you got to the later rounds, the none of those guys were on stream, you know? They couldn't mm. keep up. They can't. They're so slow. Right. I am pretty curious though, because I think in the current meta at least, being able to heal or remove wounds is a very useful tool. You can yep. shrug off some damage that has been piled up over turns so let's say you have your triple sharpshooters against a list with shooting if he shrugs off all the wounds you put on every turn your sharpshooters will not be as effective but when you go against a list without shooting like you shot off joe's Golox fury over four five or six turns because you just kept piling bit by bit right. you piled the wounds on i do think dwarfs have capabilities to heal in not even close not even close they have the iron resolve aura off of of god off off. and and that's it radiance of life from the stone priest no well yeah you could do that and it works on the infantry that will attack back and do two wounds dwarf only right right so infantry only so he's garrick is the key because he can actually heal Golic and he can heal elementals like he can do other stuff right but he's 150 point guy who's who's moving for right so like the you can get radiance of life and you could heal everybody one mm-hmm. and then they'll attack back and they'll do two or three wounds because those right. defense six guys aren't putting out any damage you want crush one then you have to be defense four right that's the way the army is constructed right so you're not hitting anybody back that's why the formation's so great mm-hmm. the fact that you're picking up 25 dice on threes you roll your ones and you stick a magic item on it that unit has threat. That unit mm. puts down 10 wounds. Everybody else stands around and claps and goes, look at what that unit is doing. Yay. Right? Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas Marcelo's like, I got five hammers. They all move 18. This one has 20 attacks. This other one has 20 attacks. And look at that. I got five chaff pieces. They all fly. Like, I'll, I would love to run that thing. I would love to run your list. That sounds you like can. You can, Mike. Yeah. I come I, over I, to the dark side. I, I, I need to, right? Just get out the pen, get out the right. paintbrush and start going to work, right? Yeah. But, well, no, we've then even with all these, I think dwarf is still pretty much in a good place. Sure. Maybe not easy to win masters, but easily able to be in the middle of the pack, right? Three, three and three, four and two. Uh, they so. are the only army currently that can run a high defense list effectively right defense five and six majority i agree agree. well i mean you could do some really cool stuff with northern alliance with a lot of defense five stuff and then throw ogres can do it too ogres can do it Ah, right ogres with uh 
And I actually think Ogre's doing better because their character, everything's first and their characters and stuff and their movement six, which I've heard people argue like movement six is slow, but I'm like, yeah, in comparison to, it is, in comparison to other hammers and stuff, but it ain't four, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Okay. Keith, what about the elves? You have been playing elves very for many years as well. What do you think is the state of the elves right now? Honestly, I mean, elves are always popular. I think elves sort of pressed down on the meta a little bit. You saw that a lot when the one year that elves sort of disappeared from Masters, a lot of the defense for infantry came up, which just runs for the woods when, when elves are around. So I think the army consistently affects the meta. I think it it can perform four and two, five and one in the right hands. I think everything has to go right. To, to win a tournament, especially if you're in a room where you can't get those giant wins to get some points, and uh, that Masters can be that. So I think the Army's in a good spot. I think it will remain in a good spot. I think it, oh, I think all eight Elven Armies took the formation, so I think there's a little bit of pigeonholing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mm-hmm. probably find about 1,200 points in an Elven Army that's like the same in every Army, so that's that's not ideal, but maybe with the, ch- the change, we'll just see some more new new builds same token like elf players are limited on what they can take as elves because they will they might face other elf players so like yeah. you don't want to run infantry out there and bricks against other elf players so they'll just rip up your 265 point palace guard unit and like that was fun mm-hmm. um, now i know what it feels like for everybody else so you know i think they're always gonna be fragile they're always gonna be annoying i think they're gonna give middle player you know newer players fits and i think mm-hmm. They they don't surprise anyone because everybody knows that they're going to be out there. So I think that's one of the advantages that Marcelo's like Elfie Alpha list has. Is it's it brings a lot of the same tools, but it's different enough that people look at it and they go, "Wait, mm-hmm. I, I did how many wounds to that Redemption Knight unit and they're clean again? That's not good." Right, mm-hmm. uh, it's not fair. So. I think they're fine. I, I they're, think I'm detecting some Green Lady envy from everyone involved here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. Right? A little bit, a little bit. I'll be honest. Right? Keith so, envies the healing. Mike envies the speed. Like. Let's <laughs> segue into Marcelo's Green Lady. How do you think it performs? I I think it's a very strong list that's been flying under the radar and hasn't really, you know, been seen a lot because I don't think people have caught on at just how strong the list can be. Mm-hmm. I've only been playing it four months and I feel like I could have won this tournament. Like I, I, I'm still working out how to use it. I made some mistakes. I'm, you know, changing the list to make it more effective. So I think he has the tools. When it wins, he wins big. Like, you know, the first that, three That's games. our first strike for you, right? And like, you know, 19, 20, 20, so he wins big. And the losses mm-hmm. were very small and they could have gone either way. And, you know, if I didn't make this mistake. So I think it's a very strong list and you're going to start seeing more people playing it once people realize, oh, he can deal with the three-year elemental because you've got these individuals that can just people 360 charge 20 and ground that air elemental. And oh, it's a fence fight back, so it's actually gonna hold and stay there and keep that elemental on the ground for actually three, mm-hmm. four turns. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can heal them. So it's, it, I feel that he has all the tools 
to deal mm -hmm. with any army. One one army that I find trouble against is those with a trash wall. So, for example, goblins, they mm. put a horde of rebel in front and you have to charge it. And because everything else is behind the rebel. So if you send Pegasus or Unicorn, you charge the rebel, it's not going to take it out. And then they just back off and shoot down the chaff. And then it's still waiting for your hammers to go in. Well, that, that's why I have like, you know, three unicorns lightning bolting behind the rubble. Yeah. Right. And taking that units behind the rubble, right? And you're moving the flyers, you know, 11, 12 inches away from the wall of trash so that you're going to flank something. Mm -hmm, you're going right. to flank those things behind the rubble. Yeah. So when I'm playing goblins, I'm not... I'm ignoring the rubble. I'm actually just taking out everything behind first. Yeah. Yeah, the lightning bolt on the height tree really helps to see over the rebel and take out his tools. Or four if it's a flying unicorn. All right. Height four. Yeah. And yeah, so thank you everybody for coming on. Mike, you, are you going to be playing dwarfs next year at Masters? Oh boy, who knows. I gotta make the team first, dude. Every year it's <laughs> surprising. I'm always finished eighth. So we'll see. You do right. now. Right. But I don't know. It depends how much painting I get done this year, too. But if I if I was gonna take something else, I would lean towards something closer to like I think an elf list. I think a Selvin Kin list has has a lot of tools that can do some work. Yeah. Right. Keith, what about yourself? I'll be playing elves of some variety. Hopefully okay. not emo elves, but if the world requires me to play emo elves, I will play emo elves. Ah, so you're opening to playing Trident Kit, uh, Toilet Kin. I mean, if they come out of the box and they're just broken, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Marcelo, liking the green lady over Brother Mark? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a much stronger list than Mother Mark, and i got to learn them. So I'll be playing you know, for the next 12 months with green lady taking them to the next masters and just really hone down and really learn how to use them and optimize them and, and right. uh, get better at it, get better with it. I mean, just to, just to piggyback on that, Luke Frazier had mentioned that, you know, last year when he came to masters, he brought Trident realms and he finished 61st or some shit. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, he went and he just spent a year refining and getting rid of the, getting rid of the crap and finding stuff that mm. worked and playing it a bunch and, Marcel, you're going to be frightening with another year of experience underneath your belt. Like, no one's going to want to see you across the table. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to want to see your army across the table, right? They want to see you. You're, you're fine. Right? <laughs> thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Right. All right. With that, thank you, everyone, for coming once again. And with that, we're going to end the stream. You got it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank okay. you, everybody. Thanks for Thanks coming. Word up.